0: Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. 405 here on this Wednesday afternoon. I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk, on AM 1600. K-I-V-A-B-Q.F-M, rockoftalk.com. 550, 5500 here in the Kiva hope I'm coming through loud and clear. Dowd, can you hear me? I can hear you fine, sir. <clears throat> Dowd, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Uh, D- uh, D-
1: you're coming through
0: five three, by five, four. sir. Dowd, one, two, three, four.
1: Yes, I can hear you fine.
0: <laughs> Unbelievable. There you are, Dowd. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. You cannot hear anything that's coming through the mic? The... Uh, Engineer just left, and we are all loud and clear here in the Kiva. So uh, now we are back. So sorry for the slight delay. Literally, the engineer just left uh, as we speak. A lot to get to here this uh, good afternoon as we follow up on the events of yesterday, front page uh, news of today. And I got to tell you, I'm pretty excited about uh, this uh, day's setup. Alex Jones, Donald Trump. Uh, if ever you didn't think that you were on a particular side, you now know what side you are on today. That is certainly the case for a de facto civil war. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it's happening on a number of different mediums, uh, legally, on the internet, uh, everywhere that you can possibly uh, talk about it. It is uh, certainly out there and uh, you're fighting it. So I hope that uh, you guys uh, continue to listen here in Akiva. Let me say something. I've never had this number of listeners. And I mean that. Um, it's amazing. That once Donald Trump got brought in as the main subject, two things that happened. One. Donald Trump's back front and center all over again. Number two is, well, when the FBI raids the residence of a president and you are trying to evaluate what the heck is going, what the F is going on, and all of a sudden you're like, "Uh, okay, <laughs> I guess I'm going to go ahead and tune in the radio. Folks, this is your social media network. If you haven't connected already, uh, please do so uh, directly at rockoftalk, uh, dot chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. That's where you want to go ahead and get connected to. I have all the show notes. 24 hours a day, we're playing the uh, show uh, from the previous day. Lots and lots and lots of comments, more emails, direct emails than I have seen in a while. Uh, you guys are finally getting your feet uh, about you and uh, uh, heading north. Great write-up uh, today, talking about hate crimes. Uh, Dowd uh, refreshing your memory, so that's going to be exciting. <laughs> We'll also talk about how the Trump raid impacts 2022 and 2024. We'll jump into how the Trump, Trump backed candidates, uh, including uh, Elon Omar, uh, how she fared yesterday. I'll tell you, I think there is a resurgence uh, of Trump overall. I think he is uh, going to be, just like we are in a de facto civil war, he is your de facto nominee for 2024. Regardless if they put that man in prison, whatever they try to do to him, I can tell you that it seems like everyone is getting behind Donald Trump right now. And I'm I'm glad to see that just given what he has taken on. We'll talk about the FBI and how they completely blow uh, and blow the whistle uh, as well. An update on the Muslim murders to kick off uh, hour two. And uh, I asked Murder Mike to come back. He is effectively out of a job as of 9 p.m. last night. All of the uh, police scanners have been scrambled we can no longer track traffic. So I can only attribute that to one thing and one thing only, it's the fact that we were ahead of the story, we had too much news, we were already leaking it out, what we did know, um, thanks to our uh, PIs uh, on the inside and uh, the CIs on the outside, those citizen informants and police informants on the in and the outside. Uh, who are giving us uh, the information and helping us along. Uh, that's all I can tell you is is uh, we appreciate you. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts, but now we've got to do it on our own. From what I have been told, and um, Murder Mike will be in an hour or two to talk more about this, but only Channel 4, 7, and 13, as well as KKOB and the Albuquerque Journal have been given police scanners. That's only five news agencies And I believe they're going to give one to one of the public uh, radio stations. And then Tim Keller is going to cut off all of our ability to monitor any of that stuff. So that, well, well, I'm not going to complain about it. We're just going to, this. we like the fight. We like the friction. We like the pushback. So keep pushing back. I was visited by a sheriff today uh, here in our office. I want to thank him uh, for his delivery of uh, said contents in addition to, you know, taking pictures and uh, all the rest of the stuff. including, uh, well, he he happens to like me a little bit, so I thought that that was pretty cool. <laughs> well, what, what
1: did Manny have to
0: say to you today, Eddie? It was not Manny, I'll tell you that much. It's just uh, nice that we have, we have the support. Uh, uh, I just,
1: Eddie, before, as you set up the show, I, I didn't send this to you because I just found it 30 seconds ago. Uh, we'll also be mentioning sometime in the next three hours the Republican candidate for the U.S. House here in New Mexico who is, quote, not has not sought Donald Trump's support Uh, he's not on her radar, and she's working for New Mexicans.
0: Okay. uh, I'm going to tease
1: that for a little later.
0: Yeah, we'll see how that goes. (laughs) Best of luck to you, uh, because I can tell you, you're going to need the support of the Trumpers within the Republican Party, or you don't have any support at all. Uh, The Trumpers are going to jump on board of every Republican uh, who's out there. Um, But I can tell you, if you don't tip your hat to Donald Trump uh, at this point, point, given, and it's us against the government at this point. I mean, let's face what we're, we're, we're what we're faced with. And I'm gonna kind of slow down things a little bit so that you understand where I'm coming from here. Uh, we are now looking down the barrel of the next four years, folks, all the way till 2026 and when we celebrate our 250th anniversary of this country and we will celebrate it, okay? They are coming for you, they're coming for me, they're coming for every single person. You are on the ballot. If you supported Donald Trump at any time, you've supported Republicans, The Republicans are not just the anti-slavery party. They're now also the anti-government party. And uh, I think it should be stated that we are into smaller government. And I think that they are taking on the small brand of the L in libertarian. And uh, they're going to be waving the Betsy Ross. They're be waving the Gadsden. They'll be waving the George Washington commander flag. We are going to be waving those loud and clear because it is a fight. You have picked a fight at the wrong time. You have awakened the sleeping giant that is out there. I think this is exactly what we needed. If you come after the people who are the purveyors and have been the purveyors of good conservative talk, strong talk, the people who are putting out the ideas, putting their asses on the line every single day, let me tell you, you better be ready to fight and you better be doing a hell of a lot more than shutting down your damn police scanners so that you can keep away the information. Cause Michelle Lujan Grisham, we are coming for you. We are coming for you, Tim Keller. We are coming. You know, I just drove past the Muslim community center or the Islamic center that's out there. Why are there police officers outside of there? Is there that type of safety and protection for your children at their schools? Is there that type of safety and protection for your communities? Or is it certain people and certain groups count for a hell of a lot more than we do? I think you can answer that question for yourself at this point. All right? Kellerville. That's what they're calling the homeless encampment at Coronado. And it's not just Republicans. It's Democrats. It's independents. We are pissed. We are angry. We are upset. The number of times you've come after me, my transmitter, my translator, the the number of times you've come after people who follow Donald Trump, the number of times you've come after people within the Republican Party, for those of you who've come after me, your time is nigh. You don't have any more time. People are tired of messing with you. The people in blue that are out there on the streets have my back. They don't have yours and they don't have Tim Keller's. And Tim Keller and Michelle Lujan Grisham have to be very afraid at this point. Michelle Lujan Grisham trailing in the latest polls, trailing to Mark Ronchetti. Mark Ronchetti will be your next governor. Ann Thornton will be your next Lieutenant Governor. Jeremy Gay will be your next Attorney General. If all you guys get motivated to move forward and get your asses off of your couches, stop bitching, stop complaining, stop making excuses about why things can't change. They are going to change with or without you, okay? Because people are just like, we're not cooperating. We're not going to leave. The police officer, I couldn't have been more disrespectful to because I don't have to trust every single police officer that's out there. You prove yourself. You tell me who you are, what you stand for, where you're taking orders from the top down or whether you're going to go ahead and do the right thing and what you suited up to do. Just like a Hippocratic Oath, you also uh, took an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And that means enemies of this state, the kinds that are trying to turn Donald Trump into an enemy of the state. This is full boat war. Understand that. Understand your place, your position. Take your seats. Find your place. And if you don't have one, get the hell out of the way. You need to be prepared for this moment going forward. This is it. If they come for a previous president, a man, who, in my opinion, is the greatest president in the history of this country, and I didn't want to have to have him come out at 77 years of age to come out and defend himself. He is on the stand. They're going through his tax returns. They're going through his background. They're going through his home 90 days from this election. Trump supporters will get out en masse. They will defend the president. And That's President Trump. They will defend this Constitution, and then they will defend this country with their last dying breath. Understand that. We are not terrorists. They are. They are leveraging the government, the Department of Justice, the FBI, the CIA. They are leveraging all of that against you. Understand that. Once you accept that, then you can move forward. If you cannot accept that, and if you think you're going to live comfortable in your house, where you're at, and think that they're never going to come for you, let me reiterate, they just invaded Donald Trump's home on Monday evening. They are coming for you. Best you fight and be prepared. I'm sick and tired of the sniveling, the complaining, the whining, the playing of the history, how we're never going to win, how this isn't going to work out. Get out there. Make it happen. Let me set up the rest of the show. Hour two. We'll give you an update on the Muslim murders, the news conference for the Politicos on Sunday. We'll review that. Plenty of people emailing. Well, I'm so I'm so proud of you right now. The number of people who have just been sending in information and telling me where you're at, and what you're doing. I, I'm excited about this. Your adverse effects on COVID-19. New virus in China. Hello, everybody. Brand new uh, uh, virus in China. Republican response, including Ron Ketty meeting with uh, Ron DeSantis down in Carlsbad this weekend. That's got to be pretty cool. Ron DeSantis running to Donald Trump's defense. We'll get to that and we'll do the Dowd's data dump. And if we have time, we'll jump into uh, his article from Monday and hopefully from the one from today, which I think sort of dovetails into everything else that we're talking about in hour number two. Shutting down the scanners, really? Could you be more obvious at this point about the fact that I'm on your ass and I'm literally showing you your filth? I mean, we destroyed you yesterday. We absolutely d- destroyed you. Even Joe Monahan had to write about it. Joe Monahan in his blog literally wrote, oh, well, there was a lot of ass-kissing going on, a lot of grab-assing, a lot of people attaboys and thank yous and how you doing because they're all trying to cover and the media is on the run as well just right there with them. The media is in bed with Michelle Lujan Grisham and Tim Keller. They can't cover up anymore, even the front page from today. It's like, oh, wow, they they couldn't be better about the fact that they couldn't catch him so fast. The the biggest murders. What is going on in that church? What's happening at the Islamic Center? When I talked to the imam who moved to Denver, and then they got a brand new imam, I think, like two years later. They were two years without any sort of patriarchy and any sort of imam within the Islamic Center. They're setting fire, slashing tires, and murdering each other. That's what is going on at the Islamic Center. We don't have to destroy them. They're doing a pretty good job of doing it on their own. They're doing a very good job, in fact, and then running their political cover. So the fact that Ahmed Assad or Ahmad Assad, I I don't know which way to pronounce it. I don't want to mispronounce it, is going to the Wall Street Journal saying, we are a law-abiding and peaceful community. Really? Every single time I look over my left shoulder or pass by on my scooter or whatever I do or the Islamic Center as I'm, you know, waving, hey, how's it going? What's some, something else stinks over there. The community itself hasn't been integrated into the community at large. I take you to France five, six, seven years ago. What was happening over there? They failed to integrate. Muslims continued to, to come in from Morocco and Egypt Egypt and various other places of North Africa, and they wouldn't integrate. They wanted to run their cities. They wanted to run their enclaves where they're at, and they wanted to wall themselves off. This was happening in London for a while. And you emboldened, you enabled these people, okay? And then they you let them gaslight, along with the politicians, the entire community. Wait, like, this should be a complete and total embarrassment when the president of the Islamic community, Ahmed said, a, a man who is a media personality over on KOB Channel 4, when he is over there and he is running his game and no one is challenging him on it, including you're not having your meeting over at the Islamic Center, you're having it at a Loma Linda Community Center. I think it begs a hell of a lot more questions of what we're getting. And then Melanie Stansberry and Tim Keller come out, and we're going to get into this in an hour or two, all right? Just a, little, a lot of stuff. Well, Let's go back to, uh, we got to talk about Alex Jones, okay? Alex isn't on the station anymore. Alex is the very first person that I put on this radio station. Let me reiterate that for every patriot out there. When I took over this radio station, the very first thing that I did Dun dun, dun 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 dun. I put Alex Jones on. All right, Big Brother, mainstream media, government cover up. You've got questions, he's got answers. Alex Jones and in the Infowars. I like Alex. All right, he's got a good heart. He's also a little stupid. I hate to say it, but the man is just, you know, not all there. I I really I really mean it. I really do like Alex. Okay, and I I hate having to do this. And I think Dowd. I think to a certain degree that I mean you'll agree with, with uh with with this call that I'm unfortunately going to have to, have to make on on Alex Jones. And I'll play his, his uh, I think I played his his voice memo on my. Uh, recording before and it's yeah, okay. it's disappointing it, it's really disappointing when you got a man with this much power who decided to do this okay uh but let's see i'm going to try my input for the very first time this is uh maybe a drunk dial about 3 a.m from alex jones uh he uh confused me with the joe rogan show hey uh alex it's eddie yeah and- that's that's the one. I'll find the other one that that, that comes in. I, I left him to let him know that he actually left that message on me. But he was, you know, all excited about the fact that he was creating a spectacle. Now, Alex Jones has some text. And he sent a naked picture, a naked picture of his now ex-wife to Roger Stone. Now, I I can't imagine of all the things that I would have to sever ties with Alex Jones, but this is it. Two years' worth of text messages, but here's what they found. He uh, sent a bunch of text messages to Roger Stone, and apparently he sent intimate messages directly to Roger Stone of his wife, And Roger Stone and Alex Jones are exchanging pictures of their naked wives. Now, Roger Stone isn't, but uh, Alex Jones was. He cleared up some questions by admitting there was a photo I sent my wife of her naked in his phone's contents. And on Monday, Bankston confirmed that the intimate photo of his wife was part of the trove, noting that Stone, Roger Stone, was the recipient of that. I'm a little concerned about it because this intimate photo was sent to me. Now the worst part about this is this was on of the one of the worst shows that is out there. It's called The Young Turks, okay? T Y T. You can see it online. It's ridiculous. It's just twenty four seven. I hate Donald Trump, and thank you for hating Donald Trump as much as you're doing. I, I really do appreciate it because you're putting Donald Trump back front and center. I didn't know that he had a, a the ability to get resurrected, but you guys sure did a great job of doing so. Okay. You guys have done it hook, line and and sinker. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this for you so you can hear what he says in his own words. And unfortunately, Mr. John said that there was a, an intimate photo of his wife on the phone that I can also confirm. That's true. And I normally wouldn't talk about that in public. Um, but there is a public interest angle into this mm-hmm. is that I'm a little concerned about it because that intimate photo was sent to Roger Stone. And I don't know if that was consensual. And if it wasn't consensual, and Mrs. Wolf Jones should know about that. And there might be something that needs to be done about that. And again, it could be totally consensual. But when I see that, and I don't see any indication that it was, um, I'm, I'm concerned something might not be on the up and up with that. There are certainly laws in certain states about that. Blah, 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 okay. Of course, they're gonna take that and they're gonna run as hard as they possibly can with it. Okay. And whether, regardless if there's legality involved or there's not legality, it is bad judgment because you would imagine that that would be Alex Jones' most prized, right? Relationship. I can't trust it. You can't trust it. And we'll sort of leave it at that. And then of course there's the January 6th stuff. Who knows what was said at what time of night if he's calling me at two or three in the morning. There's little more than I can probably offer in terms of help. Now, Everybody started out on the January 6th hearings. Wherever they started at, that's where they're ending up. 89%, listen to this, 89%, folks, of the people who are looking at January 6th hearings with the highest ratings, higher than Tucker, higher than Hannity and some days combined, has not changed any of their minds, not at all. 89%, yes. I still have the same opinion as I had before. None of this evidence is coming out as any of any help. What it is doing is it's really cementing and consolidating, I think, the support for Donald Trump and realizing that they are hell-bent on making sure that he does not run again. The poll performed by a telephone from the 28th of July to the 1st of August with 808 adults in America. The questions had a result plus or minus of negative 3.5 percentage points. Breitbart reported the survey asked 1,643 adults if they agreed or disagreed with two statements. Some say that the January 6th committee's main aim is to ensure President Trump can't run in 2024. 60% overall agree with that committee's main aim is to prevent him from running in the next presidential election. 62% of Democrats, 70% of Republicans, and a plurality of independents. This is key. 48% of independents share that view. This is working. This is working for our cause. Our cause is to keep our country, is to pre- preserve the United States of America. They are taking us down the socialist hellhole with all sorts of goodies that everybody wants. Today it's veterans, tomorrow it's uh, health care, the other day it's for the environment, it's all, all stuff that sounds good. Every day is Santa Claus Day in Joe Biden's world. That's pretty remarkable. And you should be paying attention to them. Now, the raid itself on Mar-a-Lago could shake us all to America's foundations. And this opinion piece is disgusting top to bottom because they only assume the very worst about Donald Trump. But the intent here, I mean, when you have Alan Dershowitz, as you mentioned yesterday's show, Dowd, Deciding that, well, it, it, it I'm a liberal Democrat, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden, but I preserve my ability to go ahead and actually have a choice. And how do I do that? By making sure that if Donald Trump decides he wants to run, he gets elected, I could vote for him. They're trying to prevent an election going forward. There is zero doubt in my mind as of yesterday about 10 a.m. that Donald Trump will indeed be running for president of the United States. He is in. He is your nominee. I can only hope that the Secret Service or whoever is protecting him is of the highest order because I can only imagine that's the other way that they're going to try and assassinate your would-be President Donald Trump. Donald Trump will win in a landslide if this persists. I, I I can't emphasize that enough. You're doing it for us at this point. The raid is working in our favor. Merrick Garland is the point man on this. This is the man that Donald Trump denied that the conservatives decided that they didn't want to get behind, but somehow he made it to attorney general. Of course he did. Get a score to settle. Let's not remember, let's not forget James Comey. What happened with James Comey? There were things that were 10 times worse that Hillary Rodham Clinton did that Donald Trump didn't even get anywhere close to. And he decided on July the 5th, she signed it. They came up with a 24-page report. Here it is. She's exonerated out the door. Donald Trump came in, kept James Comey on the hook. We had the Comey hearings. He decided to go ahead and turn about face, not, not just on himself, but Hillary Clinton, and then turn around and preserve what he possibly could so that he could keep his Friends and buddies in the FBI clean as he possibly could. That's the deal that was made. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. This was released about a day and a half ago. You're hearing it now for the first time. This tells you exactly where our country is right now. And you need to pay attention because Donald Trump is already doing his campaign. He has had a fabulous record yesterday another uh, in in terms of uh, in, in terms of the number of people that he's getting behind that are winning and even after even after he was invaded that's the, I think that's what we should go ahead and call it an, an invasion take a listen a nation take a listen a nation in decline Donald Trump
2: we are a nation in decline we are a failing nation. <laughs> We are a nation that has the highest inflation in over 40 years, where the stock market just finished the worst first half of a year in more than five decades. We are a nation that has the highest energy cost in its history, and we are no longer energy-independent or energy-dominant, which we were just two short years ago. We are a nation that is begging Venezuela and Saudi Arabia for oil. We are a nation that surrendered in Afghanistan, leaving behind dead soldiers, and American citizens, and $85 billion worth of the finest military equipment in the world. We are a nation that allowed Russia to devastate a country, Ukraine, killing hundreds of thousands of people, and it will only get worse. We're a nation that has weaponized its law enforcement against the opposing political party like never before. We've never seen anything like this. We're a nation that no longer has a free and fair press. Fake news is about all you get. We are a nation where free speech is no longer allowed, where crime is rampant like never before, where the economy has been collapsing, where more people died of COVID in 2021 than in 2020. We are a nation that is allowing Iran to build a massive nuclear weapon, and China to use the trillions and trillions of dollars it's taken from the United States to build a military to rival our own. We are a nation that over the past two years is no longer respected or listened to all around.
0: Back after a quick break here in the Kiva, lots uh, more to get to uh, when we return. We'll continue to follow up on, well, where we're at in terms of Donald Trump, the FBI, and uh, it's something that we all have to go through together and make sure that uh, we talk about that. We'll, of course, hear from Dowd on the uh, fake hate crimes, a lot more to get to uh, on that. The FBI blowing and uh, the Trump-backed candidates, how they're doing. We'll also cover the IRS uh, here this hour, going into next hour. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in on AM 1600 KIVA, VQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. That's rockoftalk.com. Download the app. Let people know what they should be listening to every day, beginning at 4 p.m. right here in the Kiva. for life uh, there. Good song. And uh, 550, 50, 500, lots of you guys uh, texting in. Let's get into uh, more of this. We still have uh, Dowd right there. Don't worry, we haven't forgot about him. He's he's uh, chomping at the bit, I am sure. So let's get into really what this thing is all about. It's about the election. They want to prevent Donald Trump from running and they're trying to figure out a way to do it. There's no way that they can they can figure that out. Okay. Donald Trump was in New York today. Uh, this is what they have access to. It's absolutely ridiculous. You just heard the Commercial, we are a failing nation. First, let's start off with the FBI. How did they get the permission to invade? They had to get permission. This is uh, still a country of law and order, isn't it? Well, they had to get it from a judge. Who was the judge? Well, he was a judge who quit back in 2008, his position as, a don't know, some sort of attorney. And then he jumps in that very same day with... 2008. Think about that. What was Jeffrey Epstein doing at that time? Uh, by the way, happy uh, death day to uh, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, wherever you are. Uh, remember, Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself if he is indeed dead. Ju- Judge uh, Bruce Reinhart approved the warrant that allowed federal agents to descend on Trump's South Florida estate in what the 45th described as an unannounced raid on his home. According to the Herald, Reinhardt resigned from the South Florida U.S. Attorney's Office effective January 1st, 2008 and went to work for Jeffrey Epstein the next day. Uh, you can't make this up. You, you cannot make this up. We alluded to this yesterday. That's that's the definitive. In a 2011 affidavit, he claimed he did not have inside information about the case because he was not involved in the federal of, as investigation of Epstein and denied any wrongdoing. Are we still on Epstein. Apparently we are, and now I think we could probably say that Donald Trump has really never had anything to do with Jeffrey Epstein, because the very guy who could be fingered in all this in Florida is a guy who gave the finger to the FBI to tell them to invade him at Mar-a-Lago. Confirming reports about the raid at Mar-a-Lago, Trump said that the resort was under siege, raided, and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. In fact, the judge may have well just decided to go ahead and descend upon him, because the lawyers weren't even allowed. Trump's lawyers were not even allowed on the estate at the time of the invasion. They ransacked his entire place. So, funny, how much was Joe Biden involved? Well, according to Donald Trump, quite a little bit. Quite a little bit. Monday's raid at Mar-a-Lago, just as he surely knew all about son Hunter Biden's business deals, former President Donald Trump said... He knew all about the raid ahead of time, right? Biden knew all about this, just like he knew all about Hunter's deals. A horrible thing that took place at my place at Mar-a-Lago. It's a continuation of the Russia, Russia, Russia. Impeachment hoax, impeachment two. No collusion, Mueller report. I mean, what has this guy not survived? This is Job. The modern day Job is who Donald Trump is, right? The difference is, is Job never complained. And Trump will let you hear about it every single day and boy, uh, we can make a lot of political hay out of this, and uh, we're not the ones making the the hay. It's the Democrats uh, who are doing that. Biden knew all along. So a little bit more about this uh, judge. They knew exactly what they were looking for. On the warrant that's written, they were looking for exactly the number of the boxes of documents. How could he have known that? The only way I know that this is known is partially inside, partially outside. Donald Trump must have already been prepared for this. Did anybody give any thought to that? He had to have already been prepared. If he's the kind of guy I think that he is, he already knew that this was happening and was probably prepared weeks, if not months ahead of time. Here you go. There's the boxes. We'll make a bunch of hay out of this and we'll use this to our advantage. Everyone's saying he got to get, has to get in front of a microphone, has to get in front of a television camera. What did Donald Trump not do? He didn't do either. He had a He had a commercial already cut. He had a commercial already cut, yes, and uh, apparently also uh, raided her closet, the first lady's closet, um, Melania's closet. I don't know what they were looking for in her closet, but apparently they were looking for something. It's got to be pretty big. Okay, so The Hill wrote about you know, the takeaways from all this, and we hit upon all these points already in one form or another. Trump now becomes the focal point of our discussions going forward. Going into the midterm elections, Donald Trump is on the ballot. Donald Trump was nowhere in this discussion. At this point, they had already had the J6 hearings. We're going to call it uh, their name. They had already got the mansion bill passed. I mean, Biden is firing on all cylinders, keeping Hunter at bay, getting COVID twice. So he has the Lombe vote, you know, the ass kissing, feeling sorry for him vote. I mean, he's got everything working in his favor. Why take this shot? And everyone's asking the same questions here. It's conservative talk all day. And why take it now? Donald Trump is still a threat. How do we know? Well, the Democrats told us. Us conservatives. Myself included, like, well, Donald Trump, you don't need to get into this. This isn't for you. Go relax. Enjoy the rest of your career. Uh, You're going to be a liability to us. Uh, They're going to bring up back all this stuff. This liability has now turned into something positive to the tune that the second also ran. Ron DeSantis is running now with Donald Trump, immediately coming to Donald Trump's defense. Like, you can't make that up. They, they can't leave well enough alone. Kamala, you know, she's doing her woke-ass, broke-ass stuff all day long. Or he, she, it, them, transgender, monkeypox. You know, everybody has to masturbate six feet away from each other. That's literally a document, by the way. I, I will literally prove it to you. This isn't just me talking on the air. This is literally a document that they're, they're, they're putting this out. The CDC is putting this stuff out. You got Pelosi going to Taiwan at 82 years of age trying to start a war, and you got a guy who can't get better. Multiple times after how many vaccinations, two vaccinations, and I think three booster shots. What else? GOP rallies around Trump. There was ever a time Fox News wasn't even aware of this because Fox News featured Mike Pence. Well, it's Mike Pence party over here. We're going to focus on Mike Pence. We'll just ignore Donald Trump. We'll Can you imagine being so good? that they cannot ignore you, that the FBI shows up on your doorstep. Like, who's the dumbass that decided to go ahead and say, well, let's go ahead and go kick kick the hornet's nest. Donald Trump and all those crazy Trumpers who are now just starting to put their flags away and say, hey, we better keep quiet over here. I think we got this. Uh, It looks like it's gonna be a red wave. I didn't think there was gonna be a red wave before. I kind of think there's gonna be a red wave right now. The Trumpers are going to come out with the non-Trumpers, both on the Republican side and say, you know what? We hate these Democrats. We don't want our country to become socialist or communist. There's a difference. You'd understand what it is. Whether or not you like authoritarianism, by the way, okay? (laughs) And oligopolies, by the way, versus uh, a complete one source for everything. We're all rallying around Trump right now. The divided... Parts in the party are now coming together. That's right. If you're a Trumper or not a Trumper, you're at least a Republican. And by God, that's enough. Guts is enough. Being a Republican is enough. That's all you need. Because these guys can't mess up any more than they have. What about the FBI, the CIA? Can they go in and start pummeling through every single Elected representative, you know, go, you know, Gomert or, uh, you know, all these different elected representatives. Can they start raiding these people? Probably can't do it again. They took their one shot. They're not going to go find other radio hosts. They're not going to go find other, you know, uh, television personalities. They're certainly not going to go after any other representatives at this point. I think they're done. They don't have enough, and Trump knows it. And if we all stand united together, it doesn't matter if they have 187,000 IRS agents. They aren't going to make you do what they want because people are going to flee to red states and be like, well, we're just going to go ahead and have laws to say that, you know, the IRS can't show up here. And if not, we'll just keep, we'll secede. You're going to leave us the hell alone. We'll give you what is owed to you. And that is it. You're not going to stress us out. You're not going to make us fear our government. We're not going to fear each other. We're not going to tell stories. We're not going to go ahead and sow hate and division. We're going to go ahead and celebrate this country right on through 250 years and beyond. This is the point. This is the turning point where we can shift and change the paradigm. Because if they're successful, then you and I don't exist in four years. That is that is the reality. The reality is either you are here alive, kicking, with your business and your family celebrating prosperity and glad we defeated those a-holes, or you're dead. Uh, Let me repeat that. In four years, you're either here with me celebrating or you're dead. There is no in-between at this point. The only thing that we're dividing is ourselves and yourself and your household. That's not me trying to stow fear, you know, stroke any kind of fear. That's not what I'm doing here. Your president, insofar as he remembers anything, knew about the raid going in. Why is Joe Biden keeping his distance from all of this? That's the biggest question. Because he knows if he speaks up about this, the first thing that they're going to do is like, he only has one son left. And neither one of them right now at this point are worth very much. One's in the ground. The other one's barely above ground. And he shouldn't be. That's not me wishing anything upon him, but based upon the way that he's lived his life, my God, anybody would be lucky to survive the things that that man has put himself through. The level of drug addiction, abuse, putting himself in every harm's way, without money, waiting for dad to bail him out, every good deal that's been, and he graduated with probably one of the greatest degrees in the country, a license to steal from Yale University. That, by the way, that's an attorney's degree. If you have a JD, it's a license to steal, okay? When you're an attorney, that's a license to steal from people. Just, I want to impress that upon everybody. You've heard that uh, before, right, Dad? Uh,
1: certainly. And um, last episode of The Life of Jimmy McGill, uh, our Albuquerque's own Jimmy McGill coming up next Monday, uh, uh, he, he's a case study in how you can steal <laughs> with a law degree.
0: <laughs> All right. So the Wall Street Journal is really writing about this, but they're leaning slightly left, not heavy left. They're just asking the question. It is a very leftist despite it being very good. I read it every single day. But it does open up a lot of questions, and the writing is really good, and I like the way that it's ordered. The Republicans are now coming together with the exception of uh, the turtle. He's not going to say anything. He was asked yesterday when he was in Kentucky about the flooding, and they asked him about J- about uh, Donald Trump being invader. I'm not here to answer those Yeah, he probably knew something about it. We know that we need to get rid of him. Everybody, every good Republican knows at this point, we got to get rid of the Mitch McConnells of the world. The guys who are breaking our backs after all the work that we put in, making those deals for themselves, okay? Here's the the real issue here, okay? The midterms and the presidential race. The midterms coming in, they've helped us sew up that. We'll definitely have the House, okay? Barring some sort of unbelievable... This is it. This is the biggest news story of the year. Okay. This sows the Republicans win come 2022 in the midterms in November. Okay. Quite possibly, I think this helps a, a significant amount. This kicks, it, it really helps Mark Ron even if he's not a Trumper. Every Trumper is going to be voting for Mark Ron It's not, it's like a non starter for everybody at this point. Okay. But when the Republicans come out and denounce the FBI raid, and about 80% of them have done so. The other 20% left out. Unfortunately, it's the leadership who's left out. And McCarthy is out there leading the charge with Jim Jordan. um, I think Yvette Harrell. I think every single person that can possibly talk about this has talked about this, who's going to speak about it, and and they denounce it. Roundly, including DeSantis, including the governor of South Dakota, Kristi Noem. She has done that. I mean, these are all people who are stepping up to the plate because they know that they need to go ahead and back Donald Trump. He's not running for anything, but yet he is on the ballot. What is Donald Trump being accused of? The removal and retention of classified documents and or material. Do we know if any of the documents that are in there are actually classified? Could they say that they're classified? Do we know whether or not they're classified? Someone would have to have said that they are, he definitely has classified documents. There's no proof of that. Who does the burden of proof fall upon if they invaded his house and he did not steal classified documents? Oh boy. Merrick Garland's on the stand. You have these committees that are not being started. And then we got to sit here and litigate this stuff publicly in the news for the next two years. And time is going to be wasted. Whoever being an officer, employee, contractor, consultant by the United States and by virtue of his office employment position or contract becomes possessed of documents, materials containing knowingly, Classified information of the United States, remove such documents or material without the authority with the intent to retain such documents or materials of an unauthorized location shall be fined under this title or in prison for not more than five years. What are the classified documents? By the very nature of those documents being quote unquote classified, they become unclassified because guess what they'll need to tell us? The FBI will need to show us transparency. Guess what you're going to know about? you're going to know what documents he has that are classified. At that point, the Democrats and the Republicans, the deep state Republicans, are going to have to say, do we want to actually bring him in for these classified documents and have to tell the American public what those classified documents are? (laughs) That's a catch-22. If he did take classified documents, could this possibly be the assassination of, John F. Kennedy. Could it be something like that? Something that, you know, really wouldn't change any perception uh, of things or maybe whether or not there really is life on other planets. I mean, that that would be an existential threat, right? You know, that, that would change your perspective. If he took those two things, right, you'd be like, well, we deserve. You no. Know, do you think that the government would come out and say, well, he took these classified documents and these are classified and we're not going to unclassify them? How much pressure do you think would be upon the government to go ahead and release those two things? We want to know who killed Kennedy, how many shooters there were, because we know it just wasn't one guy with a bolt-action rifle that nailed him three times moving at that speed. I know, because I was just in downtown Dallas and at the site. And how, how much would—this is crazy talk, right? This is totally nutty, but it's true. And were the other classified documents the UFO documents? Has anybody thought about what the contents of the classified documents are, what the actual crime is? Nobody's thought about that. No one's talking about that. Because this is everything that you're seeing here, folks, is just real easy. It's a math problem. It is a math problem. If Donald Trump took either of those two things, those are not a matter of national security. They're not even a matter of global security. There's not a matter of anything other than the government just wanted to keep you from information that they had. Maybe we had the. I don't know, the origins of the Wuhan virus. Maybe he took those classified documents that were classified. That would be a matter of national security because maybe they wouldn't want you to know that they actually created this, that it was uh, gain-of-factor research, that Fauci was, was awarded this stuff and he was going to go ahead and create this stuff. And it, maybe it's something like that. Then it, you would you would certainly say, okay, well, he took those three pieces of the classified, any one of those three would change your, as Dowd puts in his piece today, Weltgeschwam, worldview, about everything it would make you question everything we'll continue with this uh, after the top of the hour i got to give Dowd at least a minute here this first hour Dowd. Dowd, uh go ahead and comment for the next uh you know minute 30.
1: yeah just quickly eddie the judge uh i've been looking reading the 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 history of the judge he was a barack obama donor the judge who signed off uh on this raid although i guess right. we can't call it a raid because raids don't exist anymore recessions don't exist anymore and genders don't exist anymore i suppose uh he was a barack obama donor Uh, of course, Princeton and UPenn grad. But what strikes me most about all this, Eddie, is uh, he has been in in and out of private practice, but but done a lot of government work. The job he did for the Department of Justice was the unit that I spoke about yesterday, the Department of Justice's public integrity section. They go after uh, corruption. And I guess in this case, he was sort of facilitating government corruption. Uh, I think we could make an argument. We don't know all the facts, but this thing really stinks really, 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 quite, quite, quite very badly. Um, And I will, uh, I will defer to Claudia Tenney, a Republican representative from the state of New York uh, in Congress. She says that we have a weaponized justice system. She said that today to the uh, website, Just the News. Uh, And she said, I call this impeachment four or five or six. I don't know where we are at this point. They're doing everything they can to get him, folks. You know, I'm not a Trump partisan. I'm not a Republican partisan. I just look at the facts. The facts are rather obvious,
0: I think. Absolutely. We'll continue. We'll pick it up there right after the top of the hour. Your texts uh, as well when we return. AM 600K ABQ.FM, Rock of Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk, on the AM6100K, the ABQ.fm, rockoftalk.com. Now we're coming at you from the ABQ here. in the Kiva, here in this August the 10th, was uh, Jeffrey Epstein. His, this is his death day, right? Dowd Musk, I think it's uh, August tenth, right?
1: Um, it sounds right. Let's I think
0: see. I think that sounds right. Uh, remember, Epstein did not. Let's kill ask him. the
1: judge who used to work for him and his flunkies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing? We've got a good write-up. that we going to get to uh, I, uh,
1: I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted. I'm, I'm tapping You're out fine. a uh, just got word that there's a possible uh, critical race theory. Indoctrination in, at our law enforcement academy here in New Mexico, right. and I'm it's tapping funny. out in in, in a uh, public records request, sending it to the appropriate uh, authorities uh, right now.
0: <laughs> there it is. I uh, yes, August 10th,
1: 2019.
0: August when? August 10th. Three years ago on this day, Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. Uh, we got the murder Mike here as well. He is scannerless you are currently without scanner is that correct
3: murder Mike that is correct Hello Eddie hello Dale
0: I am uh, I am I am stupefied very quickly before we d- jump into all this uh, the scanners were shut down on the internet on Friday then they were shut down on you uh, without in- encryption the way that I understand it you have to be you have to get through the encryption which is impossible so unless you get the encryption key, that is correct, yes. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, and then the other way to do it, and we don't have an encryption key, and then the other way uh, to look at this is the fact uh, that you have to get a radio issued to you that is non-transmissible, uh, meaning you can't transmit, can't can't use a score. Uh, correct. Whatnot, it, Bricka whatnot, Bricka whatnot. You can't do any of that it, stuff, right? It's,
3: it's basically a police radio without the transmit function of uh Activated. So
0: they're going to hand the media and make them feel and the, we're not the media, by the way, they didn't hand us one.
3: No, we're not the media. We're it's not the media. media yeah. We're going
0: to be treated like, uh, they used to, I don't know if you remember growing up, probably back in your day, the redhead stepchildren, oh yeah oh uh, yeah Yep. Yeah. What, like, what's, what's wrong with redheads you know yeah,
3: i don't know maybe i better change my hair uh, maybe i'll get it a like, radio back think you know? that
0: sounds lucky redheaded stepchildren with freckles that, that's got to be lucky right
4: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: anyway um we did not get issued uh radio no so picked up the phone and said hey we're going to be off i reached out to my pis and cis and um they have uh, also confirmed that yep we are off the radar so tim Tim, keeping it close to the vest, we were tracking uh, 91, 91 uh, murders at the time of the uh, cutout. So there's no way great. for us to actually track uh, to see if there's any more murders at this
3: at this point. City hall now controls the media oh, with the public
0: ears. The proletariat, line, right? The proletariat. Yeah, yeah, the, they um, control everything. Central the, planning, uh, did maska Always works. Like people's know. What they need to know—that is all they need to know, right? Proletariat
1: uh, will control means of production in land of enchantment.
0: <laughs> this is getting really spacey, isn't it? So, why do you think this happened? I, you had an interesting take on this whole whole thing. You you think that this has something to do with me?
3: Oh yeah, I, I think undoubtedly it does. They, you know, uh, City Hall knows. We're just I mean, a little the-
0: radio uh, station at the end of the dial. I mean, you you took out the translator transmitter. Now you want to make sure we don't have into your scanners,
3: you know they they are taking some extreme extensive measures to try to keep you from uh, reaching the public with real news
0: yeah so they, they don't want us tracking this stuff no. and plus they don't like us getting ahead of their uh uh you know there was uh, there was no uh, muslim on muslim violence they didn't want to come out ahead they literally of all the time that was there they only mentioned him one time mohammed sayed that is correct. Interestingly enough, in an unrelated Syed and an unrelated Hussein story on the inside of the Albuquerque Journal, because they're trying to keep it balanced out, they write, yes. Texas man convicted of killing two daughters 12 years ago in Dallas. Oh. Yeah, a suburban Dallas man who evaded arrest for more than 12 years after the fatal teenage shootings of his two teenage daughters in 2008 was convicted to, you can actually watch the video of him shooting them killing them in the taxi, uh, if you're so moved to, to hear that. You could literally hear them yelling for their lives as their dad. Oh, oh, they knew God. their dad was stalking them. It was plenty of domestic violence calls, uh, plenty of domestic violence calls on this one. Uh, the family has actually come out, continued to defend their father, Saeed. Uh, uh, but this one is Yasser Said was found guilty of capital murder in the death of 18-year-old Amina Saeed and 17-year-old Sarah Said. Prosecutors did not pursue they they wanted to date you know, white American boys, I guess. men outside the Sunni and Shiites uh, even. Um, I guess the Sunni and Shiites came in, came together at the at the Islamic Center. is that correct? Oh, they did, one Albuquerque. Yeah. By the way, i don't I don't know if you knew this or not, but when a Sunni uh, takes out a Shiite in America and a Shiite or a Shiite tra- takes out a Sunni, I'm not trying to make light of this. Did you know it's not considered a hate crime? Oh! Oh! Not a hate crime. Not a hate crime. Well, that's why I've
1: been I've been waiting since yesterday for a lonely girl statement on her website, Eddie. And there's been oh. nothing. So nothing. no hate crime. No hate crime. I mean,
0: that's no, no hate between the no, she. I, she is in the Sunnis. Oh, that
1: little dust up. Nobody even remembers that back in the Middle East.
0: Nah, sixteen hundred. <laughs> what sixteen hundred years from a couple of different. Whoever is going to rightfully succeed succeed, uh, succeed uh, Muhammad, right? Well, How I mean, Eddie, we, we
1: could bring it right up to the current year: the Yemen, oh. the Yemeni civil war. A lot of people consider this proxy war between the Sunni Wahhabi Saudi Arabians and the Shia Iranians being fought out in Yemen right now. A little bit of the old world is now making its ugly face here in Albuquerque.
0: Hmm. There we are. So we were ahead. I said it was an inside job, and. Uh, It was uh, Sunni on Shiite, Shiite on Sunni. They came together to celebrate the life of the man. And uh, this isn't the first dust-up. We're going to head back to the uh, annals of time as d Muska writes about it at rockoftalk.chat. And he did not forget. uh, There was a couple of things that caught fire and uh, maybe some tire slashing. Amongst some other things no so wonder they didn't want the media descending. Thank you to the uh, the Islamists uh, who came out. Is that what you call them? Is that or Muslims? Is that Muslims? Islamics? I don't know. It okay. thanks that I'm trying to be respectful here because I don't know. I'm I'm mess it wrong, right? Like you can use the well no you're not black. I was I was trying to make a metaphor yeah. Yeah. here. Yeah. You're clearly not black. I-Islamic I was going to say you could you could be one of the, because you live in the hood, but it's more I live than in the that. Hood. Yeah. Hey, you can drop the boys. N-word, right? You'd be fired I, as a yeah. uh, football coach at, at the University of Oklahoma.
3: It all depends on how you say it. If it's with an <laughs> R, it's, it's inconsistent. If you're
0: pronouncing the country that's right next to the one with the I-A at the end, then you can say it all you want, yeah. but you can't yeah. say it otherwise. There's Nigeria. Yeah, I was trying to make that. But yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Glad you, Paul. So Yasser Sayed uh, was found guilty of capital murder. 18 and 17-year-old Sarah said, "I guess the the silver lining in all this, Dowd, before you get to your report, uh, found at RockOfTalk.com. The silver lining of this would be it was thank God no women were killed. Innocent women were killed in all this. Apparently, Sayed, uh, the other Saeed, had pulled his wife out of the car by her hair. Yep. You know, as you do. Uh, apparently, that's i I'm so glad we have that turnstile justice system uh, here. You know, there he goes." Uh, but what do you got, uh, Dowd? You wrote about it. Well, just, it. Eddie, before I
1: get to my piece, uh, sure. you, you, you hit upon the middle charge that, that was leveled against him. The first one was in 2017, uh, arrested for battery after he assaulted his daughter's boyfriend. He didn't agree with their relationship. A year later, the, the incident you just said, arguing with his wife while she was driving. I can't even believe, you know, you're not supposed to let the women drive. Uh, and he pulled her out of the car by her hair the very same year. So I assume this is Raul Torres was around for all this. Oh, uh, the Raul son, Torres. Uh, his son called the cops said his father was hitting him and his mother with a large metal spoon in all three incidents. Now I'm just, oh. I'm just reading what KRQE has posted in all three incidents. The charges were dropped ladies and gentlemen. Hmm. Um, maybe if he had been prosecuted for some of this violence, maybe he, we could have, stop these murders from happening, but uh I, I don't know who's who's in charge of criminal justice uh, in the greater ABQ region. Uh I'll just leave that aside. Uh despite hey, all do of you this
0: you want to hear from the, the woman who speaks out. This is a. by the way, this is a woman speaking out. Uh this is Mohammed Sayed. Uh as you're reading from that her name is Lubna Sayed. I hope I pronounced that uh, correctly uh, Miss Lubna. Sure she's a wonderful young lady. Um she has decided to come out and, and speak out This is, I suppose, uh, speaking out in the Muslim community. Uh, It let me just say it, this folks, it's not. What it is is, it's not speaking out. Okay, this is a woman who continues to defend her father after these three incidents and two murders, by the way. Okay, and and we're surprised that we, I think, got this much uh, going at this point. But this is courtesy of KRQE uh, Channel 13, Dean Staley. uh, Nice, nice enough man. Uh, interviewed me. I thought he was a very decent fellow. Gave me his mobile number and, you know, I was running for mayor and uh, he, he, he talks a little bit about this. Here's the report from yesterday. Listen to her speaking out. We'll pick it up midpoint.
1: It did not take long for him to rack up a criminal record. As Ariana mentioned, Muhammad Syed came here from Afghanistan six years ago and it did not take long for him to rack up a criminal record here in New Mexico. New 13's Maryland Upchurch went to Syed's home today and spoke with his wife, and his daughter. Marilyn?
4: Dean, Muhammad Sayed has been arrested for battery and domestic violence dating back to 27... 27- uh, was he an English
0: speaker? Uh, no, he was not. He, he did not speak any English whatsoever. Neither a translator, by the way. Just a FYI.
4: Dean, today his wife and daughter told me he's not responsible for the murders. Hmm. I believe they will release my father. He didn't do anything. Were were these
0: the victims as well? These were probably the people part of the police report? uh, No wonder. Um, In addition to Raul Torres, uh, the own family itself uh, let him out.
4: His wife and daughter getting emotional today, talking about him from their southeast Albuquerque home. I know he's in custody, but I don't think it's true. I heard the news. I was just checking the news, but I don't think it's true. His daughter says he is a truck driver but hasn't been driving for a company in a long time. We looked into Syed's criminal past and found his first charge came in 2017, one year after he arrived here from Afghanistan. He was arrested for battery after police say he attacked his daughter's boyfriend because he didn't agree with the relationship. That case was dismissed. A year later, Syed is accused of arguing with his wife while she drove, then pulling her out of the car by her hair. That case was dismissed. That same year, Syed's son called police and said his father was hitting him and his mother with a large metal spoon. He said his father routinely beat them both. That case also dismissed. Despite all of that, his family doesn't believe he's responsible for the murders. But <laughs> said,
0: I, I, I I, just have to stop it. Just, just right there. I mean, a family that couldn't protect themselves, a community that can protect their own community, and a, uh, a, a man who's running the Islamic center of the uh, of of New Mexico, they're right just down the street from where we are, and uh, saying it is uh, <clears throat> according to the uh, Wall Street Journal, a law-abiding and uh, peaceful community. D-Dot Musk.
1: <clears throat> yeah, and I think when you move to a new country, you know, within the first year, you want to get your first uh, your first charges filed against you. Um, can can we switch the the, the name from uh, Stockholm syndrome to Kabul syndrome? Because uh, I think that's what that's what this family suffers from. Uh, if Raúl Torres had any role in dismissing all these charges, these are these involved the daughter and the wife. Would you would you uh, would you call this turning a blind eye to violence against women from our woke DA? Very disturbing.
0: I Like that. I just got news here that one of the cases against Mohammed Sayed was dropped due to the prosecuting da did not show up to court so,
1: ah.
0: or they're fueling the uh, fires continue
1: no, no, it's, it's, uh, no but uh, my piece today eddie starts off with a a look at an event that frankly i hadn't really thought about i had to go back and, and look up the name I- isela camarena probably oh, yeah. probably doesn't resonate with most people unless you're sort of on top of things in Albuquerque. So and we know the news media macar- here. They don't know anything rhymes, about it. You know.
0: Rhymes with Macarena, so you won't forget.
1: <laughs> That's right. Now, she lit these fires, uh, fires in the trash receptacle outside the Islamic Center here in Albuquerque, as well as an outdoor playground area, late November of last year. The cops picked her up in December 29th. Of course, they had her on video. And all the usual suspects, Tim Keller, oh, all, yeah. the, all the mouthpieces for the Islamic Center, who I'm sad to say, Eddie. Th- these people just seem to have dived in with both, uh, you know, feet. To the, the cult of victimhood and, and, and reaping the benefits of the of the cult of victimhood. And, and I you could include all sorts of different groups. You, you hardly can single out Muslims in America because anybody who qualifies in the in the Melanie Stansbury world as a victim can can reap benefits from this, but they seem to be enthusiastically seizing on the opportunity uh, to, to obtain victimization uh, status. They were calling this a hate ki- crime. We got to get the FBI involved. Her family, she was eventually arrested because, of course, her face is on the camera. They've got her on the footage, and, you know, that's uh, pretty damning. Uh, they say she was homeless and she was paranoid. She thought she was being followed. So that, of course, doesn't yep. fit the narrative of this woman hates Muslims and wants to burn down the Islamic Center because America is inherently racist and bigoted. Uh, Eddie, I have been looking for any piece of writing from any source, anything a politician follow-up. has said. Follow-up. Any kind of follow-up from the media – from a tweet from a politician, as far as I can tell, nothing's been written about this case in seven months. This right. act of terrible bigotry, this hate crime against Muslims in Albuquerque. And maybe on August 4th, when the ball got rolling about a serial killer targeting Muslims in Albuquerque, maybe responsible parties should have thought back just seven, eight months ago when this was going on to say, you know, we rushed to judgment on this and let's be careful to not Rush to judgment again. We all know what happened, ladies and gentlemen. Five days of uh, insane, insane hysteria. We had a Republican running for the uh, the House of Representatives here in New Mexico. Um, I have, I'm have i halting my public appearances because I fear for my life. Uh, yesterday, we mentioned the UNM town hall meeting on security. Uh, our idiot governor talking yeah, about- yesterday. Just uh,
4: after that, yesterday?
1: That was a couple days ago um and, and because the kids were coming back and they wanted to make all the all all, all the young ones uh, uh secure uh and just you know they they were triggered by from this trumpers, of
0: from, they're from trumpers you know this of is mega well, that's, country that's
1: this, bad just, enough. Yeah. this is country. uh and the governor said quote hate will not win close hmm. quote folks we yeah. know she wasn't thinking about she wasn't implying Sunni shia hate uh she was com- implying hate of another kind this from the woman who had a domestic terrorism summit in 2019 despite the fact that they're are no organized racist white supremacist groups in the entire state of new mexico that i can find uh the most powerful man in the world joe biden tweeting that these hateful acts have no place in america and i had to toot my own horn a little bit eddie i said uh here in the piece and i cite the department of justice information most people are killed by people they know if you're a murder victim there are no white supremacist activist groups in New Mexico, New Mexico is one of the most diverse states in the nation. That kind of stuff doesn't happen here. We're not Idaho. We're not South Carolina. And uh, violent zealotry, and I linked to a piece on the history of Sunni Shia violence. Uh, it's uh, far from uncommon in the Muslim world, violent zealotry. Uh, none of these truths, these undeniable truths, slowed the rush to virtue signal. We rushed pell-mell into this nonsense. Yep. The activists pushed their message. The politicians followed, the press just transcribed whatever they were saying. Um, I know we did, a, we did a number on this yesterday, Eddie. Uh, maybe, I'm, maybe I am gilding the lily now, but I couldn't let this thing go without sort of organizing my thoughts and putting it in written form. Available at rockoftalk.chat, ladies and gentlemen, but you got to subscribe.
0: Okay, so let's uh, let's get back to you. Thank you, Dow. great job. All right, so <clears throat> I have a few questions, I think, that a lot of other people on their mind. If a man who didn't speak English, how did he acquire the multiple guns that were found inside the home. So if multiple guns were were found inside the home, how did he acquire those guns? I mean, certainly there's a straw buyer, somebody within his community, because it's very likely he only spoke a language that was spoken inside the Islamic community. So I believe that the um, liability also is involved with other people. All four of the victims are happening within the community. This isn't the fault of the guns. This is uh, obviously the the guns didn't kill them. It was a man- uh, who is out uh, doing this, um, so. Um,
1: Great question, Eddie. How did he get a commercial driver's license if he didn't speak English? Our, our road signs are in English in the point. United States.
0: Very, very good point. So it's sec- second question uh, that are there. Third, if there was, as Ahmed said Ahmed said, uh has been telling community members uh, to refrain from taking unnecessary trips out, text asking if they use the quote unquote buddy system, why did he and i think the liability also lies with him why did he not think that this had happened internally uh what information could he have provided the community at large of the dangers from within the community seeing that it was a very insular community that is not integrated itself into the community at large uh given the tire slashes as you mentioned, the the, the fire burning uh why is it immediately uh, a, a Donald Trump supporter's fault, and that's the way that it was cast out. They didn't say it explicitly, but they may have well may may have well have just said that, uh, saying this community is in fear. Uh, uh, it's, it's in fear, uh, Mr. said by the people within your own community itself. We're confused and shocked and emotionally drained. Uh, you drained our emotions at large. The Islamic Center drained our emotions of all this. So we, we committed resources, we committed it to something that should have been solved internally and to, which is, I guess, some sort of moral outrage amongst you, which I don't understand. Shia, Sunni, Shia, Sunni, Shia, I don't whatever that, that that's all about. Okay. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, he also stated that they were relieved. This is according to the Wall Street Journal. That a suspect had been apprehended, that it wasn't someone targeting Muslims due to hatred of Islam. And then the Wall Street Journal, writing in its very leftist way, said he was surprised a Muslim might be responsible. If you had already had prior incidents that were taking place, how how would you be surprised? That would have been the first place that you would look if there's people within the community who aren't who aren't getting along. And, the and, he, and then, then he says, you wouldn't think this wouldn't happen in our community because we're close-knit and law-abiding. Well, maybe not as close-knit and uh, law-abiding as you might think. Again, we go back to the weapons. We go back to the uh, the trucker. We go back to the domestic violence dispute. Uh, did Mr. Assad, as president of the Islamic Center, or the imam, did they have any sort of sort of uh, counseling? And remember, these are immigrants that are here, many of the people who are there. And when I say immigrants, you know, uh, we're, we're going to... Uh, this is the third question. How many of the people who are at the Islamic center are actually legal immigrants? I think a closer look needs to be paid attention to, you know, the cost to the community at large in terms of time commitment, law enforcement, uh, et cetera. And fourth, are they being properly integrated? What does properly integrated mean? You know, can you stay insular and insulated within your community? You can't just hang out at the mosque all day and stay in your bodegas. You have to actually integrate in the community, which also means, Learning the language, uh, finding some sort of aptitude uh, trade, uh, so that you can, you know, sort of integrate yourself and be able to provide for yourself. You can't just be dependent uh, on. And I'd like to know. Fifth thing is, if he has not been, um, hadn't been um, gainfully employed, how was he able to stay here and and have money? Was it an underground economy that was fueling him? I think there's a drug. Element, but potentially, if he was not getting any sort of government dependency, I think these are all fair questions, Doug.
1: Every single one, Eddie, <laughs> and questions we didn't hear yesterday, and I, uh, I wonder if we're ever going to hear them asked by the media. Well, I think
0: we need to keep asking them. I think we need to stay on this. I think let's go back to the India Palace. So, one of the things I did so quickly last time is tell you that this was definitely an inside job, and now we see the same thing. The India Palace uh, never resolved. I think this sort of leads and probably. Weighs heavy on the people who own the India Palace. I think if they would have been vindicated and exonerated, had it come out that they walk in a guy with this is MAGA country country, taking out the people of the Islamic community, then you would have been like, okay, well, I guess we could assume that there is these types of people here when there's clearly not. (laughs) There clearly is not. So at this particular point, I think it's more to lend to uh, what Milan Simonich and we're going to we're going to we're going to follow him and give him the credit here. D. Dowd Muska for uh, legal reasons uh, and all this to uh, call this that uh, this is something that has not been solved. And I don't think that will ever be solved because, again, it must be speculation an inside job and Eddie
1: don't forget uh, our beloved Andrea Romero in in the House of Representatives up at the roundhouse she was one of many politicians who did the same thing with India Palace uh she she was at some demonstration uh about this terrible hate crime uh quote she was uh, angry about quote the kind of pain in our community that folks want to express that in such a hateful way boy are they opportunistic before they get the facts unbelievable
0: Now, um Unfortunately, there were two other reports that had come out and, um, uh, you know, ever the uh, political correct opportunist, uh, John Block of the Pinion post, uh, who won his seat. He ran against another Republican, uh, folks, uh, he is a gay Republican, uh, from down South. Uh, and he talks about him and his boyfriend. He's going to be your next representative ostensibly in that area. At least I certainly hope so. Uh, and just because he's Republican, I could care about what he does in his own private, uh, life just Dis- dep- regardless of what I think of of all that. And certainly how he treated both you and I, D-Dowd Musco. we did our best to amplify and get him more traction, but he decided to play politics with us. But anyway, I digress. Long story short, um, he jumps into this story on his own blog. And I was sort of surprised in which the political correct way in which he he looks at this, regardless of what the guy, Mshadi, what is the man's name? Khalid Uh, Mshadi. Uh, He says, I don't feel safe in my own district because at Liz Thompson at Mayor Keller won't do a damn thing about crime. We need to change this. I will stand and fight for our rights. Now, he does take a slightly different uh, tune, but he's still casting uh, sort of a larger shadow over the rest of the city and saying that he doesn't feel safe. And he isn't negating, I think, the white supremacy, uh, domestic terrorist angle that Melanie Stansbury uh, played up, Michelle Lujan Grisham played up, Uh, Tim Keller played up. I think he didn't discount that. So as far as his uh, qualifications for him, and he's not taking any help from any Republicans at this point. I I guarantee that will change after the airing of this show. Um, He's not taking any help from any Republicans. I believe that he must be controlled opposition. But John Block writes extensively about him. I'm not sure if you caught that. I think you did. And he says, he wrote in his tweet, as much as I hate to do this, I will not be in public without the exception of work until this killer is caught. I cannot risk my safety with a serial killer killing Muslims on the loose. And the fact that he put that out on his Twitter, in my opinion, he is an irresponsible Republican, someone who didn't do his homework, his due diligence, and someone that caved uh, to fear. Your thoughts on that, Doubt. You might disagree with me on that, I hope.
1: No, I, I don't disagree, Eddie. Uh, I, I would add that 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 this... Blogger, this little twerp who, you know, doesn't do any original work but just rewrites other people's work. But you know, other than that, um, I don't have a problem with him. Uh, the candidate, uh, Khalid Mshatti, you know, maybe the guy's great. Maybe he's a great candidate. Maybe he believes what a lot of the things that I believe. But as you said, to tweet out a a full endorsement of the narrative without any facts, uh, serial killer, that's what that idiot. City Councilor, the bad Louis Sanchez said yesterday. You know, there's a serial killer stalking yeah, Muslim people. Uh, yeah, you know, any of
0: that. Uh, make sure you pull up that tweet after you you say what you're going to say. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: uh, I mean to to uh, to buy into that narrative and and uh, you know I don't know that he was exploiting it to to make himself a victim to be a better candidate or not. You know I can't I can't get into the guy's mind, but you know I would think better. I would hope I would think better of somebody who's not part of the woke progressive. Uniparty in this state. That was very, very disappointing. And for this blogger to try to say, thanks to violence and Democrat run Albuquerque, GOP candidate, unsafe to door knock, you know, to try to make a partisan point about this, th- th- that's just absolutely pathetic. I'm not defending Tim Keller. He's a horrible mayor. I'm not defending Michelle Luhan Grisham. All I do all day is bash the two of them. But this, there's no political element to this. That That is ridiculous. Th- I, I, frankly, Eddie, I think this speaks to. Maybe some poor immigration policies on our uh, not vetting people uh, on the immigration side of things uh, to to allow such a violent man, allegedly violent man, to come into this country, uh who is abusive to his own flesh and blood, allegedly. Uh, never mind people he's not related to. I, I, I'm I recall the Zarinayevs, the the horrible. I think they were from the Caucasus yep. or Dagestan. Right. Uh Joe Carr, Zarnayev, and Austin Tamerlan Zarnayev. They they, they bombed. You know, they bombed on Patriots Day. The the Mark Wahlberg movie uh, in Boston. Of course, I was living in Connecticut at the time. It was big news in New England. Uh, that horrible story where I think one of the uh, uh, the father had to. His wife was dying over here and his son was dying over there something just horrific it it didn't have the body count of 9-11 but it was a horrific act and and multiple people died the whole family was just grifters drug dealers swindlers i think the sister was a shoplifter and and i remember a a lot of the conservatives in new england you know all three or four of them were saying what's the vetting process for allowing these types of people into our country so i think we can apply that to this particular family from afghanistan there's no partisan point to be made here. V- very disappointing. And I think Khalid, the candidate Khalid M. Shadi, I think it's going to be, you know, to his great discredit, Eddie, that he that he bought into this a very, very poor form on his part.
0: Yeah, well, I certainly hope that he does win. He's got an R next to his name, and that's pretty much all I care about. That's all it takes to get my uh, endorsement or help uh, going forward. That sounds for Michelle Garcia Holmes or any other Republican uh, who's out there. But we certainly hope that Mr. M. Shadi wins, but he needs to do a lot better job if he's going to go ahead and uh, weather the storm up in Santa Fe by uh, understanding uh, the truth and uh, what really where this is coming from. Uh, watch such a, a, a text just came in. If you don't mind pulling up that Louis Sanchez tweet. Here's a tweet by a man by the name of C.J. Wurleman, W-E-R-L-E-M-A-N. Muslims, particularly Pakistani Muslims, are being targeted for assassination in New Mexico. The perpetrator is most likely a white supremacist, but would not be surprised if we learn he, she, is a hindu nationalist that was uh 8, 8 2022 which was wow. two nights ago uh at uh, 10 54 p.m uh, wrong and wrong
1: again on his part yeah, wow. there
0: we go but uh, <laughs> we know we can feel relatively safe that desert are- and louis sanchez uh stepped into it the uh the democrat that uh, other republicans re- recognize as a republican somehow uh he tweeted what doubt
1: yeah, this is just two days ago, folks. There's no there's no time stamp on it, but the date is August 8th. So we know it went up August 8th, although the city website I I, I visited every day. Sometimes their dating is all over the map. Uh District One, City Councilor Luis Sanchez, not our beloved. Louis Sanchez. There are there are two prominent Louis Sanchez's in our community. Albuquerque is a minority majority city that celebrates its unique diversity, and the mayor and police chief must not downplay the existence of a potential serial killer targeting residents of Middle Eastern heritage in what obviously are crimes driven by hate.
0: Yeah, Uh, he won't be. We now know why he won't be uh, running to Republican. And we certainly know why Manny Gonzalez didn't uh, convert to Republican uh, as well. They hold these types of weird worldviews um, that they can't seem to reconcile. They can't get rid of their political correctness. M. Shadi, he might have the R next to his name, but he's playing the politically correct game uh, as well. Uh, I also know that Javier Sanchez, despite being a quote-unquote Republican mayor of uh, Española, Daud, you did some deep diving and you found some things in his background in terms of who his political consultants are, etc a lot of Democrat connections
1: well I mean the only one I could find Eddie is this the first victim uh and of course we've had a lot of tears from Lonely girl over this and you know it's tragic these men were killed they shouldn't have been killed uh, and his name uh Muhammad afzal Hussein now she she issued a statement on August 3rd before the whole notion of the serial killer the white supremacist serial killer who does not exist uh was targeting Muslims in Albuquerque so uh, you know I look at one of the great um, tragedies of my life, ladies and gentlemen. I do it so you don't have to. Uh, I read the congressional delegations' uh, uh, press releases and statements every night before I put the Daily Blast together. So I, this just stood out to me, and I thought, "What? What is this? What, I don't, I've never heard of this guy. Uh, why is she talking about him?" So he is a uh, was he was worked for her campaign. Now uh, I think she called him, uh, you know, like a tireless advocate. Uh, something, something like you know, for 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 voices that are unheard. I was always uh, last couple of days. I've been thinking about. Well, he was a tireless advocate for voices unheard. I wonder what a traditional Islam says about abortion and the the lives of the unborn when their lives are snuffed out before their voice can be heard. Because he sure was working for a woman who believes in taxpayer funded abortion on demand up to the point of birth. But let's just leave that aside. So uh, he was one of her campaign flunkies, and then he's hired by the Republican mayor of Espanola. This guy is a far left activist and the mayor of Espanola, a Republican. Republican
0: who, who we've stood behind and wrote uh, glorious pieces about. Do
1: you vet your people? I mean, is this, is this just another instance of the mega incompetence of the Republican Party in this state? Uh, just unbelievable, Eddie. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, there it is. There's the connection. So right there, back after a quick break, we'll bring back uh, Murder Mike and uh, understand why the scanners are down and get to more on Donald Trump and a lot more overall thanks everybody for tuning in 537 here in the kiva i think that we're doing a pretty good job and if we think we are well patronize our sponsors our advertisers here on this great radio station am 16 FM, kiva abq.fm com.
2: Daytime!
0: mentioned uh band name uh, shortly i did uh, mention a, a bit of a report uh to, i'm not sure if you heard it or not but i was talking about the cdc and what they had recommended and they're literally putting out this t- this type of recommendation uh if you could even believe it have monkeypox? question mark cdc advises no sex but says masturbation six feet apart or virtual sex will reduce your risk <sighs> yeah, <I don't... laughs> Hilarious. Boy, wow. That is really... Some, murder I'm Mike. Sorry, that I is as quick as it. you've <laughs> ever been. Uh, this was literally printed up in Fox News. little tongue-in-cheek. Uh, I've got a report coming out on me on Fox News on Monday. The finale of Better Call Saul. So excited about that. Uh, should be good. But uh, there you go. All the news that is uh, truly unfit to print. Uh, but I uh, guess you should probably hear about it. Um, <clears throat> CDC says having sex with clothes on is another way to reduce risk of monkeypox transmission. I'm starting to wonder if these people have ever had sex in their life. Like, mm. what is that about? I can't, like when, I mean, what does that even mean? But like, where, where are we going there, you know? that goes on and on and on, there it is. All day and all of the night. You know? My favorite
3: song in high Six, school, The brother. Kinks,
0: really? Yes, it there was, it is. one of my favorites. I'm glad to hear we're all, this is all mirroring itself quite well. If your partner has monkeypox, the best way to protect yourself and others is to avoid sex of any kind—oral, anal, vaginal—and do not kiss or touch each other's bodies while you are sick, especially any rash. Do not share things like towels, fetish gear, sex toys, and uh, toothbrushes. Oh, there we go. Okay. Just PSA. Oh. Just think of it as a PSA.
3: <laughs> there we go. Now you—you. You, you, it's, it's a very gentle.
0: It's a nudge. It's just a. It's a kind of a reminder. Just for those of you, I'm helping people take extra precautions out there. You've
3: met your obligation. Uh,
0: have I? today? Yeah. 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 There you go. Uh, this, this uh, a tweet coming out. I mean, this this thing is getting really bad. It's getting bad out there. Yeah. I mean, you've heard of long COVID, right? Long COVID ain't no joke, dog. It's a yeah. anyway. This uh, <clears throat> this brought to you by uh, Kristen Huang, Huang, Quang report. Uh, sorry, Dowd. I know that your parents are listening, but. <laughs>
1: That's exactly you, you know me very well, young man, don't you? That's exactly what I was thinking. You're out, you're out from under the roof, but uh,
0: this thing is like, mom, I work for a very respectable organization. We're doing we're doing good work. Uh-oh. You know, after all this, you know, I gotta give our listeners something to, you know. Something to know. stand up to something to stand up to, you know? <clears throat> Kristen Huang, Huang Reports, Quang. Reports at Quang Reports. K H W A N G report. Anybody from the San Francisco Bay knows how to spell Quang, right? Quang. Yeah. Or the International District. Q W A N G. No, that's I'm close. K H. The H is okay. silent. Quang. Come on, man. And I live Come on, man. You you ain't black. You ain't black. Yo, but homie, I mean, San Francisco resident David Watson. Contracted monkeypox through the casual contact of hugging a friend. That's how bad this is. This is really bad, folks. Hello? Yeah, mask up. He went to the ER three times with extreme pain that, quote unquote, opioids could barely touch. You don't want the monkeypox. Don't do it. It took 12 days to get his monkeypox. Or his T-pox. I guess that's the, whatever the thing that bites. The, the... I guess there's a vaccine for it. Okay. I think if you... I don't know. His husband and two dogs were also infected. That's the last one I, I say for Connecticut. That's the last one for Connecticut. Sorry, Dad. I just had to get right, that right, one right, off my okay. chest. There we go. I got you. I got Moving <laughs> in. <laughs> <laughs> doubt, t- doubt, doubt is tendering resignation 7.01 <laughs> p.m. tonight. I, I've got a family. I've got a family back, back east. I'm going to see them. Uh, Eddie, um, there we, go. Anyway, there we go. Uh, have I heard about any more about the information? There was not a Tana murder on Saturday. It was a suicide. That's a FYI. Uh, a notable. That's correct. You, you can no longer track this as of Saturday. Mm-hmm. It was a, that you were, you were tracking that you had the, the, right. The, I was tracking. You got the call and the, the. Right, uh, Sunday was, morning. Right, that was one
3: of the uh, calls I heard that yeah, I first Tana thought might have like, been a homicide, but did turn into a suicide. Suicide,
0: yeah. Notable, by the way. Notable. So, someone in the community of of merit that you would have known took his own life. this weekend. I reverse my stance on Trump because now he has no choice but to run. I was running. The federal bunglers of instigation are my enemy. Uh, the Federal Bureau of Idiots. There's also that. You just need to you just need to do what you're told, right, at this point. You just need to do what you're told. As long as That's you what Dr. That, Scrace yeah. tells us. That's it. So as long as you do what you're told, you could be part of the FBI. And apparently, you can smoke pot now to get in the FBI. You, you can be a pot smoker. Pot smokers. They need to be shattered into 10,000 pieces and scattered to the four winds. Wow. Look at this. William Wallace. Freedom. Keller is a piece of filth. This killings will exceed last year. They already have just about. Move the Islamic center to his backyard. Wow. That, come on. Those are fighting words. Come on.
3: Wait, thanks for the homeless
0: camps. Alex Jones will simply file a bankruptcy petition and discharge all the civil judgment. I believe Texas has unlimited homestead. He actually had, they have a max amount that they can actually attain. I don't think that the award can be any more than $3 million. So it says $45 million. He'll only end up paying 3 million, but regardless, I mean, he's sending pictures of his wife, the Roger Stone. That's, Hey, check out how hot my wife is. Look at her, bro. Like, no, man, please stop. It's just There's limits. That, that's, that's a limit, you know. I mean, you're sharing it. on. What's next, huh? Personally, I wouldn't do
3: it, but I guess some people get off on it. No? I mean,
0: no, I, I still have a certain sense of more. You have a hard enough it. time sharing anything on text message. Yeah,
3: I can't I even. Mean, <laughs> half the time I can't even spell share. But, yeah, uh, there we
0: go. <laughs> C-H-E-R.
3: Oh, I knew it.
0: because
3: yeah. uh, she was sunny. Yeah.
0: And- yeah, there you go. The share. She's hot. You know, you wouldn't want to share her, would you? She would. She's the kind that shares herself. Apparently. Yeah. Yes. So he will keep his house and retirement accounts, but he'll lose everything else. He'll start all over again on the radio, but we'll be more careful. <laughs> Alex Jones will never be Alex Jones again. That's it. Like that's. I don't know what to say. I it. my understanding uh, was that uh, this picture was his current wife, Wolf Jones, not his ex. Saying that that was not a bright move. However, he did address it on his show. I think it was on Tuesday and showed the image on air. I saw the image. Racy, yes, smart, probably not, nude, according to Joe's. See, yeah, there's the other problem. is you start circular. well, here's the, let me show you what I actually did show. Like, you start circulating, then you, just, then you just look crazy. You're just showing it a second time. Now, not only did you just share it with Roger Stone, but now you shared it for the entire world to see. Why not just ignore it altogether? Like, the, the idea isn't to go ahead and talk about it even more. Is that 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 about right now? I think that'd be the word. I'm sure up. you could
1: always trust in uh, the honesty and decency and propriety of Roger Stone, ladies and gentlemen. He's, yes, no, he's, he's the guy you want to send sensitive information to.
0: Hello, I'm Alex Jones is our best source for news in America's most courageous patriot. Nobody cares about naked pictures. Keep him on the air. Sorry. You'll have to find some other place to listen. Maybe somebody else will be on at 3 p.m. on Sunday. Oh, let's see what we else. Here are the FBI agents after raiding Melania's closet. (laughs) It's got a bunch of FBI agents (laughs) cross-dressing. And you know which ones they are. That's the meme that's on there. Do you see all the FBI agents who showed up to this party up in D.C.? They all looked exactly alike. They all had the same razor cut and all that. Very funny, Eddie. We'll be at your office tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) With a
3: warrant. (laughs) Make sure they got the warrant.
0: Uh, Let's see. Declaration of Independence. That, whoever any form of government becomes destructive in this sense, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute a new government. Agreed. Laying its foundations on such principles as organized and empowered in such form as to shall seem likely to affect their safety. See, it's just like a diesel. Like after so many miles, after 250,000 miles, you might need an overhaul or a million miles, right? I mean, just talk to a trucker. They they like their old, old reliable, they go a million miles, right? Mm -hmm. I've been everywhere. And then they decide at that point, like, well, I need an overhaul. I don't want to get rid of it, but I ne- might need an overhaul. Well, we might need to do that for 250 years. Maybe we start talking about rewriting a constitution. You know, Seems like keep the good parts, get get rid of the bad. You know, the 25th, the 19th, the 15th. You know, the fourth. We reinforce the fourth and the first and the second. What do you think about that? We we we, we put uh, <clears throat> when it says do not. What part of do not infringe? Mm-hmm. Like. Literally, the Constitution will strip every infringement upon anything having to do with guns. Because right there, guns save lives. It's a right, not a privilege, right? Your right, right. to defend yourself, right there. Fight crime, shoot back. There you go. You packing it. Always right here. You gelling? You gelling? You gelling like a felon, Helen? I'm chilling yeah. like a villain. Yeah, you are chilling like a villain. Uh, Eddie, there's no gray area at this time. It's black or white. Either you're for freedom or you're for tyranny. Uh, exactly. Precisely. I think that's exactly the way to say it. Freedom or for tyranny. That applies to every single person in this country, whether you're a Democrat or Republican. Remember, this isn't just for this country. It's for all of humanity on this earth. It's us versus the globalists at this point. Right? I mean, have you been listening to Clyde Lewis lately? Is he getting getting better by the day, the minute, the second? I thought the president of the United States, which would have been Donald Trump at the time, would have the ultimate authority into the classification of sensitive material, whether or not it was top secret or the classmate. Yes, but there's always people who come in and speak to it. They come in and they'll say, well, we don't think you should talk about the JFK assassination right now. We shouldn't release this information. Remember when they were going to release that information? And they still didn't do it. And they it. still didn't do it. Donald Trump didn't do it. It was like, well, this is what's going to happen to you. You start talking about how the CIA and the FBI work together. Huh? In the, I mean, if they can shoot a president in open air from the sixth floor of an edge window on the on Elm Street in downtown Dallas, Texas, from three different shots, three different ways, okay? Right. Let me tell you, and they do that, and we're still like discussing this sixty, nearly sixty years on. It'll be sixty years. Is it sixty years? Uh, uh yeah, next year?
3: Because sure. I, I remember the, the assassination. You were there. I I was in junior high school at the time when the when it came out.
0: Yeah. There you go. So you were nine years old. must've uh, had well, an un- unbelievable effect on you.
3: It was, uh, intense to say the least. I just, it know. was your
0: nine 11 back in the day.
3: It was in That's, junior high. We, we, it
0: shaped we the way that it. Uh, it created culture. I mean, if a president could be murdered in open air
3: uh-huh.
0: by three different individuals, at least three, I actually say four.
3: Well, they, they still...
0: How many do you think? three? Do you think three or four? It's impossible for one. Literally impossible.
3: But that's been proven over and over again, yet they still stand firm on the fact that it was a, a long Yeah, the assassin. Warren Commission
0: literally was 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 a bunch of people who hated John F. Kennedy, who literally marched right through the front door and said, no, he was not murdered. This is what happened. This is the man who did it. We killed the man. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, Jack Ruby was hanging out with Oswald like two weeks before all that. Oswald, do you know, you want to know something about Oswald? Oswald got, he was, he got a job at that depository a month and a half before John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Mm-hmm. Then they took him right down that. And if you look into that open plaza, that's right there, the Delaney Plaza that, that I think that's what it's called. What is it? What's uh, it? I think it's uh, Delaney Plaza. Dealey, plaza? Plaza. plaza? Thank you, plaza, thank you, Doug. Yeah. If you look in there, there's three different open shots. One from the, and they just chopped down that tree right before they hired Oswald right before He was going to be the fall guy. The grassy knoll in that area, I mean, it's very short. It's not very far. I mean, Uh it's like taking a shot from about 50 yards max from where the street is. And you see the two X's that are right there down, right near Commerce Street and then Elm Street that are coming up and down. So as he made the left and made a right, stop and stop. And what you can't get out of your mind, what's so incredible in your mind is like, there was nobody else to see there. There was nobody else that was out there on the grassy knoll. He should have gunned the engine, but the driver even knew it. I, I guarantee the driver was in on it. I think every there was a lot of. Well, we knew the, the CIA. We knew we know George Bush was there in in and had a you know already involved in the CIA at that time.
3: And the LBJ did not like Kennedy, especially at that time.
0: Well, they marched him up to that time. He was in oh, there yeah. was a three day tour of Dallas at that sure. or a three day tour of a three day uh, state tour at that particular time. But I mean, the, the, I was just this wondering. is a man who is going to take down the three letter agencies. Right, and they kill his his brother five years later, Sir Sirhan. Sir Han?
3: And he wanted to pull us out of Vietnam. That was another thing that was really against him because well, he Vietnam, didn't want to go
0: to Vietnam. But no. the whole McNamara thing. And you ever seen the Fog of War? I'm sure, Dowd, you've watched that.
1: I haven't. You saw it in the theater.
0: Yep, I did too. Yeah, we did. We we both said that. I 2005
1: remember. or something. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, I just way back. Yeah, uh, I thought the president of the United States, which would have been Donald Trump at the time, would have the ultimate authority of the classification. Yes, but he got a talking to. Him. Hate crime concept is stupid. It's like the victim is more dead because of what the perp was thinking. By that logic, it's like a killer who kills people awaiting confession so he's sure that they go straight to hell. Would that be a hate crime? Wow. Excellent, Excellent point. Is. It's the that action
1: is. itself that should matter, not the not the mental state of, the, of who committed
0: the action. I agree 100%. Hey, Eddie, don't you think Trump had multiple camera systems at Mar-a-Lago? Yeah, but they have, uh, I have a, a detector. So you ever seen one of these things? You can tell a sniffer. You know what right, right, Yeah, yeah. I go R- through my F- office all the time, and you know, I've got cameras everywhere. I go through my stuff all the time. You know, I mean, I can uh, tell if there's bugs. I have them at the
3: shop. They're, oh, you do?
0: Uh, yeah, they're great. They're very useful. You ever great. found a bug? Um,
3: no, I haven't really looked. I haven't uh, uh, up till a couple of weeks ago. I never suspected anything, but now uh, there's a whole different take on it.
0: Uh, here it is. Son of Muslim murderer charged federally for lying on gun purchase application. Shaheen, this from ABQ Raw nine minutes ago. Shaheen Maweed Saeed is the son of the Mohammed Saeed. Mohammed is the man arrested yesterday in the murder, and I guess his son is the one who picked up the uh, the weapon for him. So there you go. Good one. Will the U.S. State Department who brought this family to Albuquerque revoke their stay and move and to, to deport them? Good question.
1: Interesting question.
0: One of the cases against Mohammed Saeed was dropped due to the prosecuting DA did not show up to court. Great, great stuff, guys. You guys are on it. Good job on Albuquerque Raw for getting that stuff out. I think they need to... Uh, given what they were uh, doing the last couple of weeks, i'm I'm glad that they came to their senses on that and continued with their raw reporting and do them. I just don't like the fact that they don't verify who they are, Doug.
1: yeah, I can't find much information about who they are,' I've been I can looking, tell you but...
0: exactly I could tell you exactly who they are, but I'd rather'd I'd rather not. I mean, I think it just would I think it would actually help them if they would say who they are. I don't know why they don't,
3: and they are also affected by the no scanners,
1: oh, sure, yeah.
0: I don't think, they're not those type of people. Well, some of the... They get they get leads from police officers. They have yeah. CIs and PIs like we do. So, yeah. And they're going to come down on every CI and PI. We, we no longer have those anymore. Either I get it or I get the encrypted code or, you know, I'm not going to shut up about it.
3: No, I'm because not going it, to The that.
0: idea is to prevent me from running for mayor again. You know, exactly. so I don't have enough information, but I don't I plan on running for mayor again. So there you go. Well, <clears throat> Any that's, stop that's unfortunate. Stop, stop. Uh, the Clintons and Obamas took records and items from the White House. Michelle and Hillary had two of the highest costs ever for the personal assistance. Clinton's took over 20,000 actual dollars of actual items from the White House, as well as all the W's off of all the computers when they left. <laughs> Is that a joke? That's hilarious. Uh, of course, Hillary deleted 30,000 emails and used bleach pit on her hard drives. Yeah, and 28. Uh, 28 blackberries were also uh, destroyed. Was there an FBI before dawn raids on either of these crooked presidents? Uh, certainly not. Um, it figures that Soros-funded lackey-nosed Torres would allow this monster to beat his family and shoot others. Gay needs to bludgeon them. I believe that that's the candidate, Gay, with that and other murderers that happened there. Well, we'll make sure we relate that to, to them. And finally, thank God said, had been arrested. Now the streets of Albuquerque are safe again. <laughs> oh, well, what have you been smoking. <laughs> hey, it was a joke. You, obviously, you can <laughs> yeah. hear the... The sarcasm I, I don't believe yeah. at any point uh you know we thought that we were ever injured. our three you and me and the doubt makes three right here in the kiva on am600 KIV, ABq.fm stay tuned folks for more great talk here in the kiva
2: I take what's the you will into another I shout I I need you for something all you
0: 505 with more 411 here for the third hour. I'm Eddie on The Rock of Talk on AM1600K. I'm the com. here on this Wednesday, August the 10th. Uh, D-Day for uh, none other than uh, Jeffrey Epstein, who did not kill himself. We have our Dowd's data dump jumping uh, right into it. It's going to be fun and exciting uh, because, hey, we're talking about inflation, your pocketbooks and what it means. We have your texts and uh, calls here uh, for our last segment uh, here uh, this afternoon. And uh, hour three, Dowd Muska, you and me, how are you? Uh, quite well Eddie I actually even
1: have a little bit of data left over from yesterday cuz w- it was kind of a big day yesterday uh oh, in the in the okay. ABQ so uh four, four or five interesting facts uh you know okay. nothing nothing uh, one I guess is good news but the rest of them not so great
0: okay well uh of course we've got the inflation uh what's it look like looking good looking bad up down
1: over the last 12 months according to the feds the consumer price index the formal measure of inflation increased by 8 point five percent that is down but only slightly from last month at nine point one percent i'm sure i'm sure the people in in the white house are celebrating this eddie uh inflation is only eight point five not nine point one uh I, I guess an eight point five increase doesn't really count as inflation uh, anymore like
0: celebrating four dollar gas versus five dollars gas. <laughs> right no. right no, no, no. Uh, and mm-hmm. the federal
1: reserve bank of minneapolis president Neil Akashkari uh, okay. recently said that the current levels of inflation are, quote, very concerning, close quote, which is an interesting comment because those guys are pretty quiet about making any kind of potentially misread comments. Uh, he was quite, quite clear on that. Um, so, so, that's- let me
0: ask you, so year over year, eight and a half uh, down a little bit uh, They're You're saying that they're trying to celebrate this. But then I think we should also probably, you know, factor in the rate hike. So things are more expensive, the cost of borrowing money is not factored into the inflation uh, measure. So your money costs more for mortgages, credit cards, everything else. Um, If you happen to be late, you get penalized and the interest rate steps in uh, for so many of your contracts, whether you have them on a consumer or a, um, a more notable, uh, purchase, whether it be a car or a house. So that will increase, uh, and uh, that is not factored in. So, you know, we're going to get another interest rate bump. The next bump that's going to come in is going to be another half a percentage point. So uh since the beginning of the year that uh, takes us uh, to beyond 3%, three, beyond 3% uh, for the year. So that's three points within the first eight, nine months of the year. So uh, that uh, increase in the percentage point uh, will come in uh, some around September. So that will impact uh, consumer confidence uh, as well, doubt
1: yeah, and I think they're pinning their hopes on the the most visible, and I remember I don't know if it was a policy researcher or an analyst years ago at some conference I was at, and he said, "You know you, you, people identify with with the economic situation with gasoline so much because everywhere you drive, there's these big signs with numbers on them referring right. to gas prices. Right. You know, if we did that with the price of government or the price of shoes or something, we'd right. be more attuned to what's going on with inflation in other areas. Fair. I guess the good news is. Uh, July, 2022 versus July 21 energy, uh, uh energy inflation, at uh, energy prices were actually down 4.9%. So we saw a, a small gain there, but last time I checked Eddie, um, I, I, I have expenses that are beyond energy and, and as do most people housing and healthcare and clothing and all those other things. And, and we should and also take
0: into account the fact that people have already augmented schedules, uh, people have different lifestyles. Um, they're already, you know, staying at home a lot uh, sure. as it is. So, you know, they're they're going into work, you know, instead of five days a week, three days a week or two days or one day. So, you know, the impact on that is really more uh, psychological than I think it is actually impactful because uh, people have changed the way that they live in a post-COVID world.
1: Uh, ab- absolutely, and we're not. Whatever little benefit, arguable benefit, we've gotten from the t- today's inflation numbers and the and the energy stuff. Uh, Gas Buddy, the website Gas Buddy, said it, we've dropped below five four dollars a gallon nationally for the first time since March. But it's not really translating into a lot of confidence. Sixty-two uh, percent of Americans surveyed by Investor Business Business Daily uh, think that the economy is in a recession. That's sixty-two percent up from. 58% a month ago, 53% two months wow. ago, okay. and 48% three months ago. So that would be a, what a 14 point uh, jump just in the last couple months. Their optimism index is below water. Not great news on that. This next, and, and you'll know this, Eddie, this yep. next one is probably the most disturbing news today, which is uh, actually was released yesterday US labor productivity. The only way, folks, that you can really increase wealth in a society is increase your productivity. Do more with less, uh, bring in more people into the workforce and just get more stuff done. U.S. labor productivity declined for the second consecutive quarter as overall economic output contra- contracted and employers spent more on labor as they added workers. U.S. non-farm labor productivity fell at a seasonally adjusted rate of 4. 6% in the second quarter from the prior quarter. Again, that's the feds, the labor department. So not great news on that. Uh, another element which we talk a lot about here, I, I I never tire of talking about it because I have enough worries about my own elder years. I don't feel like I need to worry about other people's elder years. Public pension funds. Yes, folks.
0: Mm, thank the you. Golden years gold
1: that you pay for primarily here in New Mexico. Even the legislative finance committee, they are completely in the tank for the big spenders at the roundhouse. Even they, even the staffers up at the legislature have said that New Mexico has one of the most generous retirement packages of any state system. And most state systems are very generous. Public pension plans lost a median 7.9% in the year. The fiscal year ended June 30th. Most states ended their fiscal years on June 30th. Last
0: a, year you're saying we've lost over 7.9%? Is that's that, the I- median. <laughs>
1: so half of the plans did better, half the plans did worse. Than losing 7.9%. That is not great. Uh, Primarily, uh, it was the worst annual performance since 2009. Most of that damage occurred in April, May, and June when global markets came under intense pressure driven by concerns about inflation, high stock valuations, and a broad retreat from speculative investments. Folks, as I've always said, you may not be in the stock market directly, but you are indirectly in the stock market if you pay your taxes, okay? Because the public pension plans are, are uh, a huge chunk of those are invested uh, in the market. So not,
0: so not looking good for your retirement uh, folks out there. And uh, don't forget, I used to do commercial real estate. I worked for a company called CalPERS, which is the uh, California yes. pension system uh, folks. Yep. And they're uh, they're not doing uh, very well because the market route has sent those state and city pension funds to their worst year overall. It's not just happening uh, here in New Mexico, it's happening uh, overall, and uh, it is uh, pretty remarkable. Uh, There's something- Well, these systems have
1: have been underfunded because politicians would rather spend the money on, well, first of all, there shouldn't be a defined benefit plan anywhere in the country anymore. They could have been shifted to defined contribution plans. Alaska and Michigan, I want to say, are the two states that switched over years ago to a full defined contribution plan, so they don't have Anywhere near the unfunded liabilities that they would have had if they had kept with the old system. Here in New Mexico, we 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 kept kept with the old system. Uh, Speaking of uh, uh, unrestrained spending, this is my final depressing depressing statistic. Federal government over the last ten months, uh, not the full twelve months, but the last ten months, that revenues for the federal government had increased seventy eight. $789 Seven hundred eighty-nine billion dollars—an increase of a twenty-four percent revenue increase—and outlays, as all of the Rona Stimmy checks start to trail off, outlays were one trillion dollars lower than they were during the same ten months a year ago. Would, would, would you say? Would you say? Wow, that's fantastic. Our our budget deficit at the federal level. I mean, this is Joe Biden. This is a, a booming economy. Uh, getting uh, spending in line uh, uh, with revenue again. Things are wonderful. Well, you'd be wrong, ladies and gentlemen, because the federal budget deficit at at a time of rising revenues and lower outlays was still $727 billion in the last 10 months. They can't stop spending.
0: No, and they won't stop spending. And I think the worst thing overall is they're starved for cash, starved for money. And one of the ways to do that is, to increase the number of internal revenue service agents, increase taxes, the the mansion bill that's happening right there, and then picking winners and losers, people who are actually going to pay them and people who are not going to pay them, which means beefing up people like Elon Musk, the richest person in the world, only got to be so because he was chosen by government bureaucrats to go ahead and lead the charge on behalf of Tesla. Let's not forget how he started his company. Had a lot to do with government loans that he, of course, paid back, but they're still government loans. Elon Musk selling 7.92 million Tesla shares, valued at nearly $7 billion. And if he's getting out of the market, the billionaire suggested stock sales were aimed at avoiding a fire seller forced to buy the social media company. I don't think it's that, folks. I think he's trying to avoid the loss overall in terms of uh, what's going to be happening to the value of the Tesla stock. So uh, this is something, uh, full disclosure, he does have to go ahead and comply with. Uh, the Tesla stock is up 3.89% uh, as of yesterday. Don't know where it was today, but uh, he is the largest shareholder for that company, Tesla. If you're selling 8 million shares, do you stay buying Tesla if you can't provide the batteries, if you had your first loss? And compound that with the uh, factor that maybe people aren't going to be gobbling up Teslas at 100 to 120K a pop uh, going forward, Dowd. Uh, what is happened a- to sales? <laughs> This is going to be a little selling spree for here for Elon Musk. He's going to pocket some of this money, walk away, and probably feel pretty good about it being the uh, extreme psychopath uh, that he is. Uh, remember, he does not care an inch about anybody but himself. Just look at the uh, wake of destruction uh, in his path as he has ascended to become the richest person in the world. I do not like Elon Musk, if that isn't clear by my comments uh, right there. And the Twitter deal doesn't close. Mr. Musk would buy Tesla stock again, he said. Don't bet on it don't bet on it he's not even willing to bet upon himself he does care a heck of a lot about money and speaking about money there is another man by the name of richard branson uh, who is a, a psychopath in his own uh, that the recently 73 year old uh, is it 70 year old or 73 year old i forget which it is uh, who sure, recently yeah. um, acquired an additional 2 2 billion dollars and did not pay back the state of new mexico the 250 million uh, to make itself whole. Um, and that's what we set that whole thing up in spite of what any politician might tell you about the number of tenants and the future of space, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I left a little uh, <coughs> little Easter egg there at the very end of the uh, show prep there for D. Dowd Muska. He must have liked that. Unlike other former SPACs, Rocket Lab is already science and it's well ahead of uh, the Virgin Labs uh, as well. It's, uh, it's shooting stuff out in outer space. Uh, how about that, Dowd?
1: Well, you know, I have to declare, as the as the Brits say, I have to declare an interest uh, in order to retain some credibility. I am a uh, an investor, very tiny investor, not not a a uh, uh, I guess an ironic investor. I am an ironic investor in Virgin Galactic, the scam that is Virgin Galactic. I have a grand total of one share. I have a few more shares in in Rocket Lab, which went to us back uh, a couple of years ago. Rocket Lab is an interesting company. Uh, there yes, are a, a lot of space companies in in, in, the, in the commercial space sector that are struggling, their stock prices are down, they went
0: public well, uh, at a time. Launching. It's launching something very interesting.
1: It, Rocket Lab is a, is a different entity. Uh, it was started by a guy from New Zealand, uh, their headquarters is in Southern California. They have a launch site, Eddie, and I know that our listeners are not even going to believe this given what we've been talking about for the last right. few years. Rocket Lab has a launch facility, I think it's called the Mahai Peninsula mm-hmm. in New Zealand, It is the only all-private spaceport in the world. What? Financed entirely by the company's investors. Okay, Uh, they do. They're building some pads at the. I think it's called the mid-atlantic regional spaceport in virginia so they're they're going to be launching from the united states too sometimes when you're when you're a foreign company you get involved in what's called itar the international traffic and arms regulations and there's all kinds of complications there but uh, rocket lab is this weird entity because yes it was started by a foreigner but its headquarters in california it's going to have its second launch site in virginia so it's mostly an american company i have a very small number of shares They've been focused on uh, the small launch market because the ability of our brilliant engineers in our country to be able to make smaller and smaller satellites that can do really interesting, capable things at a much smaller size. Mm-hmm. As people used to say, that satellites used to be the size of a school bus. You know, now we're getting them down to a size of a you know an old mini TV. Uh, it's pretty amazing. They are stepping up their game. They uh, they announced a new rocket. Uh, their existing rocket is called the Electron. Their next rocket is going to be more of a, of a mid-sized rocket called the Neutron, because the Russians already have the Proton. They couldn't name it the Proton. They're building a manufacturing facility in Virginia, not New Mexico, for that. The guy, Peter Beck is his name. He's a real entrepreneur, uh, a Kiwi, as they would say. Uh, an example of a company that really has it on the ball. I I chose to invest what little money I have in them a number of years ago when when they went public. I'm a big believer. I think they could follow the Elon Musk SpaceX plan to profitability and being a viable launch company Uh, again they want nothing to do with new mexico they probably never even looked at new mexico but uh, eddie you did send me that article in the wall street journal today i'm thinking this article that that was very complimentary of them might boost my stock price a little today so i'll have to check when the show's over (laughs) its
0: focus is to launch spy satellites yep that's what they launch into outer space folks and uh by the way that particular market is growing and growing and growing not uh you know transmission satellites uh, for entertainment or Other, you know, GPS uh, satellites or even exploratory satellites or just even people, uh, which is just straight up rockets. No, it's actually uh, dealing in spy satellites. So that's what it's done. Uh, National Reconnaissance Office shot into space from New Zealand and they're going to continue to do that type of work as uh, people are trying to beat each other out uh, for maybe spying on each other as we get uh, into more conflict. See, so there is profitability.
2: Well,
1: they, they also have a commercial side too. So one of the reasons I like them is they have, the, the, their rockets are, are, they have a high degree of reliability for such a young company. Most of the time, young companies, their rockets blow up a lot. Let's face it. That's just kind of the way it is. But the, the wonderful stat, and I remember from back in the first quarter, they actually had $41 million in revenue in the first quarter of this year. Uh, I think the last revenue report for Virgin Galactic for the last quarter was about, twenty thousand dollars or something so wow. people actually pay rocket lab to launch things unlike spaceport america and richard branson
0: there it is we'll be back after a quick break uh more when we return here on am 1600 k i the abq.fm rocket talk.com we'll get to those uh, fbi uh, docs and see what they were exploring uh right there also talk about those trump back candidates when we return 623 back and forth <laughs> here in the kiva little michael hutchins uh, in excess the one thing and uh well the one thing that uh, got donald trump is well it's a couple of things did he take classified documents what did he take very interesting um wouldn't that be more uh, important than the actual fact that they were classified because how many things that are classified that are totally i don't know nine that don't really matter that much Uh, i made that point in the first hour dowdy Maybe a little bit more of your comment on that. I'm, I'm interested to get your comment just on that and uh, how much uh, is it that it actually matters that it's something that is a sanguine, benign, doesn't really matter that much. Your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I Eddie, mean, there's been a lot of left-right uh, critics over the years who said that we've gone crazy with the overclassification uh, of the national security state or the intelligence community. I think we're up to, what, 17 different entities in the net, in the intelligence community now. Uh, we had to invent a brand new... The CIA director wasn't enough, so now we had to have the DNI after 9-11, the director of national intelligence. I, this was some time ago. It might have been back in the 1990s, Eddie. There was a critic who I might have been watching on C-SPAN, You know the kind of fun television I watch, and he said that there were documents that the national security state was still uh, redacting that went back to maybe like the 19 teens, you know, World War One era. This is how paranoid some of this stuff is from these people. And uh, I, I just uh,
4: it, it,
1: it, it's also worth asking, as people have said, is this just a a, uh, a front? To use this whole whole top security clearance document stuff to go get something that they think they can get them on on January sixth, and and Vanity Fair, you sent me that article today. They're reporting that you know these texts between Alex Jones and and uh, Tucker Carlson are very damning for exactly. for Tucker Carlson. I mean, this fishing expedition is the greatest fishing expedition in history. They're going to, the tentacles go out in every direction.
0: Well, and uh, but it also has has a lot to do with us just you know playing it right too. I mean, if we give them something to fry us with, and we know that it's something that's out there, we got to be a little bit more responsible. So, you know, Tucker Carlson is he really worried? Probably not. Uh, but you know, they would like to say that he is, or they sure. got him on the ropes, just like we say that we've got Biden on the ropes, and I believe that we do. I think uh, our uh, position is uh, more easily provable than uh, theirs is at this point, and that's why they're worried. That's why they're taking such drastic measures. As going into the uh, president's house at uh, Mar-a-Lago, so you know these are some rare, rare air, if you will, uh, going after Donald Trump, trying to prevent him from running. But as Dershowitz said, there's nothing that you can go ahead and do it. Now um, you're on the ballot too. The IRS, uh, they just did that. And remember, it was Joe Manchin. Just in case you didn't know, he was a Democrat. Uh, he empowered 87,000 IRS agents to make it the largest bureaucratic um, uh, weaponized office uh, now in the world. And I think in There's been extensive writing. It's very interesting from the left, particularly. And uh, they do not want to see the, they had no idea that this went through. They had no idea the IRS. So the Democrats are not on board with this any more than any Republican uh, who's out there. Now, here's what happened today. No, Donald Trump pleaded the fifth. But according to a report that came out yesterday, House Democrats can now have access to Donald uh, Trump's tax returns. Okay. So, I mean, he's fighting this war on every front. In a 3-0 decision yesterday, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit said the House Ways and Means Committee had made a lawful request to obtain six years of Mr. Donald Trump's tax returns. The chairman has identified a legitimate legislative purpose that it requires information to accomplish. So why would they be doing that now? I mean, the man's 77 years old. He hasn't declared yet for president. I think the fact that he hasn't declared yet for president, they're almost begging him to run. And I don't think that there's any possibility that he actually uh, can lose uh, given the way that they are over quote-unquote the the target, that is uh, our man Donald Trump. Chairman has identified a legitimate legislative purpose. What is that legislative purpose? He has no involvement of government whatsoever. So the court has uh, decided to go ahead and uh, move forward with this. What? He's not the only one. The IRS is extremely aggressive uh, at this point um, by hiring this number of agents. But what we have seen from the IRS is They fail to respond. If you call them, uh, long wait times, long hold times, um, oftentimes aren't getting an agent uh, who comes on board and, you know, what what are you actually getting out of the internal revenue service uh, at this point? We have certainly had the IRS uh, in here. I do the annual interviews um, uh, when the IRS uh, comes to town and I bring in the IRS agent. We have a discussion about everything, but They're going after small business owners, middle America, and people who are upper middle class uh, at this point. So uh, one CPA, Tom Wheelwright out of Arizona, says the IRS is bullying small business owners into not benefiting from tax incentives that Congress created to promote work that benefits the greater good. So, hey, you voted, you're not getting the Benny. The only way that business can fight these decisions is to take the IRS to court, but the IRS doesn't even have to pay attorneys to fees if it loses. Uh, This is what you're up against. Here's another uh, one A write-up from Peter Faber saying that additional funding will result in IRS, IRS agents coming after tens of millions of Americans makes the IRS sound evil. Nonsense. All the IRS is trying to do is audit the program to ensure that people pay the taxes they lawfully owe. 55 years practicing tax law, I never saw an instance in which the IRS employee acted in bad faith or harassing a taxpayer. Tax laws are complex, and IRS agents, taxpayers often disagree about their meaning. So there's different ways to look at this and approach this. Um, But I think what we do know is that there's going to be a significant number of IRS agents, and people want to know why. If it was okay during COVID to have the number that they did have, why would you need to increase it uh, to the tune of nearly fifty billion dollars? Actually, it's closer to eighty billion dollars, but fifty billion just for the salaries uh, of those IRS agents. And you know, if you haven't done anything bad, then no need to worry. But on the flip side of that. The IRS is going to be an empowered organization. And this comes from my friend. Uh, I won't say his name because I immediately feel like uh, every single time I mention someone's name with something else. I might feel like I might be bringing some attention to them, unwanted, unneeded, unnecessary attention to them. Uh, <clears throat> this from the uh, website, realrawnews.com. And I had to verify this. Yes. Trust but verify. I always always do it. Yes. The IRS has acquired doubt, uh, prepare for your mouth to drop. This is really something, um, because, oh, it suddenly doesn't want me to pull up the article. Interesting. Um, let me shift gears here. IRS to open quote unquote sniper school, August 10th, 2022 an administration whistleblower speaking under condition of anonymity, for fear of reprisal, told Real Raw News on Tuesday that the IRS will spend some of the, its newfound wealth on opening a sniper school where Treasury agents will be trained to use the M24 sniper weapons system, a military and police version of the popular Remington Model 700 series rifles. According to the source, the IRS has already scouted a location in Utah and plans to break ground once the criminal regime ratifies the unconstitutional climate. Now, that's loaded language just so you, for you folks out there health and tax bill, which earmarks over 80 billion for the Internal Revenue Service improvements. The IRS has 78,000 employees. They're gonna hire another 87,000. That brings us to a cool 150 and to two categories, pencil pushing, desk jockeys, and enforcers or what it calls special agents. The latter of which persecute hardworking citizens for no other reason than to enrich the federal government's already overflowing coffers. Well, if they don't have to be overflowing, they can print the money that is there for themselves. But uh, within hours, uh of the 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 vote they had already basically secured this they had this on their radar and uh yes folks there is uh according to this may not be a sniper weapons school uh that is out there but there's a significant amount of acreage that is being acquired for the training of irs agents So uh, coming from real raw news so um We go back and I get a little bit tired sometimes listening to conservative talk show hosts when they're constantly going back to, you know, five years, eight years, 10 years ago, but you know, these are issues that haven't been solved. You know, you go back to Lois Lerner and we hear about it over and over again. I'm like, okay, well, why do, why do I have to hear about this all over again? Because the issues haven't been solved and Mm -hmm. nor are they ever going to be. I mean, the Leviathan is becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. to adam markowitz all my gop friends who are worried about the eighty-seven thousand irs enforcement agents coming after the little guy how about just don't cheat on tax returns he says a fully truthful and accurate tax return (coughs) is a bulletproof in an audit i never understood the fear of an irs agents don't lie period now let me say something uh, to that why do we need to beef up the internal revenue service what about trusting the people what about uh the fact that the politicians shouldn't be uh, printing money to the tune of six to $10 trillion so we can go ahead and subsidize, you know, the government to grow more. um, It's not parity, but doling out uh, bennies for each of the districts that are out there. We don't need the government to become larger and larger. And I think this is where we all find ourselves. Does the government do better than what the private sector does? And it certainly doesn't. Would the money be better put in the regular citizens' hands? And yes, it does. It does a lot better in private citizens' hands who are gainfully employed, who want to do something with it. And uh, these are people who want to make more and more money and provide more and more jobs for people that they love, people that they care about for their community, or just because they have uh, ambition and they want to grow a business. But somehow people who are generally involved in the government who don't know how to make money and who are literally putting in their time for 30 years and waiting for that to be kicked out, in which case they may or may not have their pension at the end of it all, uh, given what we may see in the next five to 10 years. Isn't that money better spent in the pockets of private citizens? I think that's the better way to look at this. I think so often when people are gainfully employed, we start to really question about, well, you know, should we be giving more out? And it's okay if I want to give a little bit. Does anybody say, I want to give more money to the federal government? Does anybody overwrite a check to the Internal Revenue Service? Hey, you know what? They're doing a great job this year. How about a little bit more in the kitty for them? They, I know they owe $3,300 this year, but how about another 2000 just because I think they need it more? Not, not one person that I could even imagine. I'm sure there's a few idiots out there who do do that. 550-5500, uh, 500. that's 550-5500. So you're on the ballot. Donald Trump was deposed today in New York. And I think it's a, is it a civil suit, Dowd? It's not criminal, it's civil, right? The attorney general ran on this. Yes. She basically ran that she was going to prosecute Donald Trump and she's finally getting to the point where she she has Donald Trump in a deposition. He came on, pleaded the fifth. It's civil, as Dowd just said. So that's as far as um, they're going to get on all this. So this is going to go absolutely nowhere. Literally, it's going to go nowhere. He declined to answer questions from the New York Attorney General's office during his depot today. In a statement, Trump said he was following the advice of his counsel to assert his right under the Fifth Amendment. When your family, your company, and all your people in your orbit have become the targets of an unfounded, politically motivated winch hunt, supported by lawyers, prosecutors, and the fake news media, you have no choice. I think Donald Trump speaks for every American out there. There's no doubt about that. He's on your side. He's, 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 he's one of you. Let's also not forget that Donald Trump took off all of, you can never accuse the man of being greedy because he got $16, one six, like the 20 in your pocket is more money than Donald Trump received for doing his job as president of the United States. Attorney General of New York, Leticia James took part in the deposition. Spokeswoman confirmed that Trump invoked his Fifth Amendment. A lawyer for Trump didn't respond to the request for additional comments. Doesn't need to. He invoked the Fifth, and that's enough. He also wrote about the deposition on social media on Truth Social. I think I might join Truth Social at this point. His motorcade arrived at the Attorney General's. He came in, went in, walked out within a uh, or large before 9 a.m. and around 3.40 p.m. He posted on Truth Social that he was leaving the office saying he had a very professional meeting. And I'll go ahead and leave it at that. I think there's a little bit of a tale and a a lesson for all of you out there. No, you're right. Protect yourself and uh, make sure that you are uh, prepared uh, going forward. So Donald Trump is preparing, I think, the people who are going to be supporting him for president uh, as he makes his uh, run for 2024, and that seems certain at this point as I started out the show uh, today. So, a day after the FBI raids, uh, Dowd, uh, how did we all do? It looks like we did pretty darn well. It's uh, thumbs up uh, all around, as Breitbart is declaring. So, candidates endorsed by former President Donald J. Trump had another immaculate night in statewide and federal races on Tuesday. The Dowd data dump uh, continues. Uh, His endorsement record now, what does it look like?
1: Uh, yeah, Eddie, it's funny. I didn't uh, have time to uh, – of course, you would ask me this with 19 minutes to go. I didn't have time to get to the, the endorsements today. I will note it's it's very odd Uh, I, I, that, that my own home state of this – I don't know if this is the Trump magic or not, but there's a, a woman, uh, Leora Levy in, in Connecticut oh, yeah. who has run – I guess she was uh, – her parents were fleeing – Uh, Lithuania or Russia, they were Jewish uh, emigres uh, in the 40s with, you know, smart move. They ended up in Cuba before the revolution. So she, uh, I I think, lived a number of years in Cuba. They ended up in in Connecticut. She worked for, you know, some big, you know, far from shocking uh, financial house in in, in Connecticut. She beat, with, with Trump's endorsement, she beat the establishment through and through you know, moderate on everything, pro-choice, uh, a member of the Connecticut legislature, uh, the very dreamy Themis Claridis, um, who one time actually I gave a presentation to the House Caucus in the Republican Party in in the Connecticut legislature, and she was the only one who came up and shook my hand afterwards. So she was actually polite to me. But no one would have predicted that 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 a a Trump endorsed conservative who is uh is a big uh you know anti-communist uh anti-castro she's big on unfortunately big on defending ukraine mm-hmm. uh big on israel Uh, She beat the most establishment candidate, a female pro-choice Republican, the prototypical uh, uh, limousine liberal uh, Connecticut Fairfield County Rockefeller Republican, and she lost to the Trump-endorsed conservative. So uh, I apologize for not having the data in front of me, but just a a point of personal privilege. I was blown out of the water by that. Uh, The the Trump magic, I guess it just – it's still there it's still there it's trump's <laughs> republican his, party
0: <laughs> here's his uh, record the the uh, trump endorsement in texas he's 33 and 0 indiana 6 and 0 ohio 16 and 0 folks 16 and 0 in ohio and as ohio goes so does the rest of the country two no in west virginia 6 and 0 in kentucky 8 and 0 in pennsylvania including uh, dr Oz. 6 and 0 in alabama 5 and 0 in arkansas and 8 and 0 in uh, california 4 and 0 in iowa uh where are the losses in all of this uh well we're not uh, really coming up with them through 31 different states uh he also uh picked up an extra win on monday all in all uh donald trump's endorsements uh coming in at a solid solid clip of 192 against 11 losses uh, yeah 192 and 11 so that's the way that it looks uh this, this is forward. the
1: man that the establishment gopers say is destroying the Republican Party. Um, Maybe they're wildly out of touch, Liz Cheney. Maybe just
0: maybe. And uh, Dowd has a little insight into this and to our third congressional district candidate, candidate as an extra uh, add-on here for this afternoon's uh, program. You struck upon an article, Dowd, uh, on our uh, the one who's going to take on TFL. Uh,
1: I do indeed, and you're gonna you're gonna. Um... I don't. I don't know what Mr. Aragon's response is going to be. It's probably not going to be very complimentary. Uh, as you know, folks, I read uh, all of the papers that I can get my hands on digitally all throughout the great land of New Mexico. Probably not a big circulation paper, the Quay County Sun. Oh yeah, uh, out in the eastern uh, part uh, part of the state. Yes, a uh, Tucumcari. The the name, and I believe the original name but can carry if I'm not mistaken was six shooter siding, That's uh, right. which is a very, uh, uh, I think they should have stayed with that name. Uh, not that I'm opposed to traditional names, but that was just an awesome kind of name. Uh, our, uh, our own Alexis Martinez Johnson. Uh, she was defeated for this, uh, the third congressional district two years ago. She was defeated hyphen for the mayor. Last
0: name hyphenated. <laughs> uh,
1: no hyphen, but but three names. Uh, the, she was defeated for mayor of uh, Santa Fe. I think, I, I, if I remember correctly, there was an article in which she was a big booster of the film and television industry in Santa Fe, so big corporate welfare fan. So this article runs today in the Quay County Sun, and if you're a subscriber, uh, you will see this in the uh, in the Daily Blast at 4 a.m., just uh, a mere uh, you know nine hours from now. So they did kind of a profile, kind of local federal candidate comes to town, and we sat down with her. Two 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 things stand out. Uh, one related to an issue and one related to politics. And I'm going to read word for word. These are not big passages. Martinez Johnson volunteered her views on abortion during the interview, indicating she wanted to compromise on the issue. While saying she was, quote, pro-life, close quote, she added, quote, I would not support late-term abortion, but I would support what the constituents of New Mexico want. Wow. Close quote. Principled. Wow. Well, uh, Alexis, what we know over the years is that the constituents of New Mexico seem to be very, very uh, uh, pro-abortion with basically no restrictions and Medicaid-funded abortions, Mm -hmm. meaning you and I are paying for them, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, uh, moving on, Martinez Johnson said she would uh, support abortion in the case of a rape uh, or a fetus with severe defects that Mm -hmm. would not survive outside of the womb. Quote, it's not a black and white situation, close quote. Uh, She added, uh, quote, it's not all abortion or no abortion. We need to compromise on this situation does she have an r next to her name she's the republican nominee for the (laughs) congressional district Uh, we gotta uh,
0: support him (laughs) like this is the best we got i you know (laughs) right i i I am totally against uh everything that she says but I have actually have to get to the point where I have to hold my nose and vote for this person if I was a one,
1: one more point and And yes. we'll see if Mr. Aragon hews his, to his statement made mere seconds ago. I no
0: doubt. Some
1: Republican candidates have tried to woo support from former President Donald Trump to boost their political chances. But Martinez Johnson said she isn't one of them. Quote, I have not sought Donald Trump's support. That has not come onto my radar. I am working for New Mexicans. I would not be voting with one president. I would be voting for my state and the constituents they represent. Close quote.
0: I'll tell you at this particular point, uh, I will still, I will still support her uh, absolutely. And there's uh, the only thing that I can can say in all this is I'd rather fight her after she wins rather than before she wins. She has uh, an undeterminable uh, size loss against TFL. Uh, I think. Uh, Fernanda Legere, whatever her name is, our congresswoman in the third congressional district. She has $1.2 million in the kitty. Uh, Alexis Martinez-Johnson has $27,000. Yeah. So, it's, it's a little rough. All right. uh, uh, rough it, in Wisconsin, which of course went for Joe Biden uh, in the late hours, there was five states that went in the late hours for uh, Trump-backed time. Tim Michael's or Michelle's, a businessman backed by President Donald Trump. Won Wisconsin's Republican primary for governor on Tuesday. So congratulations to them. That's a big one. Uh, Really, that was the win of the uh, day. So uh, Wisconsin's former lieutenant governor conceded on Tuesday night. And that's very interesting because uh, you might remember the... Was it the twice or thrice impeached uh, governor of Wisconsin? Man, they, they... Went after him as hard as they possibly could, but we Scott still- Walker, yes, Scott yes. Walker, yeah, he was leading for all of about uh, about a month back in 2015. I think
1: he had to win three elections. He won the initial election, then they tried to boot him out, and they he won that election, and then he ran for re-election and won. And the big issue in Wisconsin, which is this. Progressive paradise. I mean, Republicans and Democrats back in the old days yep. uh, fighting Bob La Follette, If you want to go back back in history, uh, a lot of uh, you know campaign finance reform. That's a Russ Feingold comes out of there, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, lefty and all sort. You know, Madison is one of the most liberal. You know, Madison, oh. Wisconsin might as well be Cambridge, Massachusetts yep. or Santa Fe, New Mexico. I mean, it's that's just bad. Gonzo. Uh, yeah, he was. But the big issue, folks, was fairness. Something that the Republicans in this state are too dumb to figure out. Fairness as it relates to public employment and private employment. Things were so wildly out of control in terms of, you know, no, no, no payment, no, no cost sharing for the premium you pay as a state or local government employee in Wisconsin. Just benefits that you just can't even imagine those of us in the private sector. Uh, Scott Walker. Uh, won and, and and got that legislation through. And I believe there was some insurrection type activities back in the state house where they would mob, yeah. uh, you know, the rotunda.
0: The teacher. This,
1: this goes way back to like 2011, 2012. I'd have to go back to my records to check it. But this guy ran on a populist platform of the people paying the bills should not be uh, receiving uh, – Inadequate compensation when they're paying the bills for the people in the government sector who are doing wildly, uh, you know, have wildly lucrative uh, employment uh, pay and benefits. And Scott Walker did very, very well. And I believe, Eddie, that law is still on the books. Even the Democrats haven't been able to uh, uh, repeal that law. It would work very well here in new mexico hey if you're a republican running for office ladies and gentlemen i've got all the data i'm sitting here waiting for you to run a campaign on it i'd be happy to give it to you but uh, wow. i uh, i won't generous. wait by the phone let's put it that way <laughs>
0: <sighs> that's a very very generous offer i appreciate <laughs> you doing that uh, back after a uh, quick break back to wrap the show that'll give us the uh, top five and my doubt is on fire today love listening i'm relaxing a little bit more than i then I should be uh, here in the Kiva. Had a good, strong first hour, and uh, Dowd is uh, carrying a lot of the weight here during the second half of the show, so we appreciate that as well. Become a subscriber, rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. Back in three. Thanks for listening.
2: Climbing up on Hill, I could see the city light wind was blowing, time stood still Eagle flew out of the night There was something to observe Came in close, I heard a voice Standing, stretching every nerve I had to listen, you had no choice I did not believe the information just have to trust imagination. My heart going boom, oh, oh, boom, oh. boom. Son, he said, grab your things. I've gone to you.
0: The show. I think that's a good way to end every single show. Just uh, remember the greatest of all time will never be surpassed the uh, great Rush Limbaugh. He certainly probably was pretty happy with the fact that Elon Omar almost uh, lost last night. Uh, pretty exciting news. Uh, she barely, barely survived a uh, strong primary, uh, folks. She won by more than uh, 3,000 uh, uh, votes, but it really was not by much because last time she won by 35,000. Fifty-one forty-seven in her latest election and uh boy i don't know if she's going to be making it out they might go uh for the republican out in minnesota they might be fed up about it it's time to go ahead and uh, flip the switch everywhere throughout the rest of the country your top five brought to you by rock of talk chat down
1: yeah folks uh daily blast uh, popular items today number one a article from the brownstone institute about a woman whose son was kidnapped by the COVID cult. Scary. Uh, number two, our beloved 15-year-old who was murdered by Albuquerque cops. Remember that fire? Turns out he was wanted and maybe was going to be charged for a murder of his own. Uh, number three is a uh, super secret. I can't tell you about that. Uh, number four, they identified the rain, remains in uh, Dona Ana County. 1985, a 16-year-old runaway. The family finally has some peace and some remains to bury. And uh, and, and the final, uh, the A-10 war hot is Warthog is undergoing some upgrades just in time for China to invade Taiwan. And he hits the policy tomorrow
0: at four. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA
4: Albuquerque. With Tim Berg.